0: Hello guys, this is, uh, Wolf here, uh, yeah, I went to adamandeve.com and, and use your code diddle for my diabetes testing supplies, I got me one of them, um, butt plugs to check my diabetes, and, hey, it just, it works amazing, guys, thank you guys, keep it six. keep it wrong, See Wolf
1: Listen, living, listening to the
0: Synchronon. Sick and Run. Yes,
2: you listen to the Synchronon. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. Uh, I'm your other host, Harrison. Harrison, you seem kind of giddy today. I don't know if it's the shirt. Is it the shirt? Yeah, it's the shirt. I, yeah. I was wondering if it's like the shirt because of Cinco de Mayo or hmm. did you eat some of those cocaine shrimp from the UK? I've never heard of that. You didn't hear about that? No. Shrimp yeah. in the UK have been found with trace amounts of ketamine and cocaine. Huh. Yeah. Somebody tried to sell me ketamine recently. Really? <laughs> but they were like, you can't, the person
3: we know. Um, but. Th- you know, the person we know. Yeah, yeah But they, yeah. But it was like, the, you, you can't buy... I was like, yeah, I'm, you know, it's been a minute since I... Sure, why not? Oh, you have to get
2: an eight ball. I'm like, no. What, you gotta get an eight ball of ketamine? What Bitch, are you gonna do? That's a eight. lot of ketamine. Yeah, yeah, no. I was like, nah. Like, that's a, That's way too much. Yeah. That's way too much. Maybe not in England, because mm. they do so much over there that even the shrimp, the freshwater shrimp, have cocaine and pesticides, and scientists have no yeah. idea why huh. there's cocaine and ketamine in these shrimp, but it made me think. Probably they had to throw a fucking shipment overboard because they were getting inspected by the. You think that's what you one, think the that's British what it was? Coast Guard? Probably. Yeah. I think it's because they piss in the ocean or the English Channel or whatever. Okay. They have so much cocaine <laughs> in their system. I, yeah. but I guarantee, you, like these British guys, they love yeah. cocaine so much. Yeah. I bet you, like one of them was yeah. like, "Oh yeah, you know the shrimp have cocaine." I bet you they yeah. went and fucking bought a, bun- a bunch of shrimp. And then they took it and dried it out mm. in their fucking microwave, crushed that shit and snorted it. Huh?
3: Those sick and wrong chicks we hung out with in Edinburgh were like all about the ketamine.
2: Um, and Yeah, ketamine yeah. and cocaine. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I, mm. I think they would snort shrimp if they knew that there was cocaine mm. in it. So you got I that UK mm. cocaine shrimp. I'll snort that. Do they eat that. shrimp like we do or do they eat
3: shrimp like at the fucking Thai restaurants near my house where they have the heads on them and shit? Oh, and like the tails? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I don't like that. I don't know what they do. Yeah. I, don't know. I went to that shrimp lover place. They're gonna start snorting that shrimp. Oh, yeah. that place on the corner. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't like it because it, the thing is, they, they're roaches. They, they look like roaches bo- of the a sea. Bucket of them with the he- with the heads. It's a lot well, of words. people say you know they're roaches yeah. of the sea, which is kind of what they are. Mm. But I don't think that when they're you know mm. when they're deveined and their heads off and everything, it just looks like a you know a nice tasty pink morsel. Mm. But when you see it with the fucking that that the. the, the the whiskers and all that stuff sure, on it, the yeah. tail <laughs> it's i don't know you know what i'm talking about yeah they look like sonic the hedgehog did you ever, yeah. <laughs> you ever go to new orleans and get fucking shrimp there it's oh, the yeah. same deal they give you the fucking thing oh on no i make... didn't get that kind of shrimp but oh, i got just, like grilled
3: shrimp po boy
2: oh yeah but that's sorry yeah. it doesn't have the head on it i was at
3: work the other day at the cafeteria and they're like i had the choice between getting either like tie fighter pad thai or fucking Poe Dameron Poe Boy because May the
2: 4th yeah and I'm like I want to die oh god I, I know death. my work did the same thing I wonder if they do that in other countries because mm. you know in other countries they don't celebrate Cinco de Mayo right you know, so, so I wonder if they still do May the 4th yeah I, you know in fact I don't even know why it's just is May, whole thing why is it just the, way the way 4th to cheat
3: Mexican people out of their holiday
2: I think that's what so it is by the time they co-op go out the store, their holiday there's no more
3: beer there's no more party hats or whatever you buy no more
2: Corona yeah no more you know, uh,
3: streamers
2: Oh, that's awful. Who's is? They're all gone. But you know, the, the cocaine shrimp, I was yeah. reading this cocaine shrimp story, mm. and I was thinking that all these UK scientists are sitting there trying to figure out, why is there cocaine and ketamine? Like, oh, I don't understand. There's ketamine in here and the cocaine. And then I was thinking, no wonder after World War II, the US weren't like, oh, we'll get some UK scientists. We're like, fuck that. We'll take the German ones because they can actually build something. Yep. They can build a rocket. You know, yeah, it's like they're not going after like these UK scientists who can't even figure out why the shrimp are high on cocaine. Mm-hmm. You know, that's exactly why yeah. Operation Paperclip occurred. That's right. Which is our intro topic of the day. Operation, Operation
3: Paperclip. Paperclip girl. This is a topic
2: we've been throwing around for a while. Mm-hmm. And we never actually really did on the show yet, yeah. mainly because you were reading the book and you wanted to finish this book yeah. by uh, author Annie Jacobson yeah. on the uh, on the topic. Um, we'll finally,
3: get into the dark history of Microsoft's Clippy. Clippy, you know, because that his was, his whole, <laughs> it was his whole thing. It looks like you're trying to build a space program. <laughs>
2: Would you like a Nazi scientist to help you with that? And then Clippy went out and found them yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, he did. This <laughs> exact <laughs> <laughs> Operation Paperclip. People don't know this,
3: but that's what they did.
2: Operation Paperclip, to uh, people that don't know of it, a lot of people have heard of it, but they don't really know much about it. Yeah. Um, it was a uh, CIA project that allowed Nazi scientists, many who committed just at- atrocious war crimes. I mean, just horrible yeah, things really, that these people did yeah. to live freely in the U.S. Mm-hmm. in order to exploit their, their technology. Although it wasn't the CIA. It was before the it was the was OSS it, or something. before the, It was before the CIA existed. Well, the U.S. government, though, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know US Truman government. knew about it. Yes. You know, and uh, so the end of World War II was interesting because he just beat the Nazis. Mm. But with Russia, I mean, we, we both kind of, you sure. know, combined forces to beat the Nazis. But then the Cold War occurred. Mm-hmm. And then it became this point where The U.S. government was really paranoid about, you know, the Russians getting all these German scientists. Because the Germans, I mean, we were talking about that earlier. It's like the Germans were leaps and bounds ahead of us in terms of, like, aeroscience. We were at least 15
3: years behind them in terms of rock. Like, we had, all we had was, like, Jack Parsons. And he was a dark magician who had (laughs) no formal scientific education. And he was the foremost, the, um, foremost rocket scientist we had yeah in the 1930s you know so yeah
2: and so, and so then it became like well now there's you know in the nazis i mean they were mm. building like the v2 rocket yeah v3 rocket they're building spaceships you know yeah. and so I, I think at that point they're like all right well what are we going to do with all these nazi scientists mm. so the u.s was like well you know what uh, i think one thing we should do is just pardon them um hundreds of them mm. i mean we're not talking just like five we're talking 1600, 1600. Nazi scientists yeah. and let's exploit their knowledge yeah. so yeah they're just like we're like you know we'll bring them to the US we'll pardon you we'll give you a cushy job a high standard of living and a uh, respectable salary here yeah and then that's what happened and they and, and it was it was weird too because i think it came down to a moral question like should we have you know allowed these scientists to be charged with their crimes yeah. would they have to like actually you know the, the nuremberg trials were going on so why wouldn't they be you know punished for what it is that they're, they're doing here or what they did some of them were actually put on trial and
3: then just like after they were found guilty they just disappeared yeah. and like the next time anybody heard
2: from them they were living in like fucking new mexico <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? exactly. with a so. different name yeah yeah, yeah. So. and i uh, but yeah but that's the thing it's it became like this uh, moral question should the u.s just let the russians capture hmm. these scientists exploit their knowledge or should the u.s exploit their knowledge Mm. you know some believed it was morally wrong to bring the nazi scientists in the country other believed lesser two evils Mm. you know it's like we can take their knowledge but yet just you know maybe their knowledge that they're doing for science is going to cancel out their previous crimes and also we didn't want the soviets to get them i think that was the main thing is that the soviets would end up taking and it
3: wasn't just rocket scientists it was also um a lot of doctors who were um into aviation medicine, um, which was, like, a field we didn't really have at that time, you know? I mean, they were making spacesuits. Um, Yeah, uh, figuring out, like, how high, you know, jet pilots could fly and that kind of bullshit. And the pressure. Um, There were also uh, intelligence officers in, you know, SS and Gestapo that we wanted, A, because they had a lot of information on the Soviets, and B, because they were doing new kinds of interrogation techniques to get into.
2: <laughs> um, and then ke- chemical and biological oh, yeah, chemical warfare. Chemical biological people. warfare, yeah. Because yeah. so. at the time, I think we were... They, I mean, the Nazis were already figuring out how to weaponize that. Yeah. And at the time, I think we were also looking into how to protect ourselves. But then, I mean, some of these... We were doing it. with some of these scientists, yeah. this is how, like, uh, Agent Orange came about. Supposedly, Nixon stopped the biological warfare uh, yeah. and chemical warfare uh, the things but so many of these scientists were quietly assimilated into American society yeah and some have been commemorated with plaques statues and busts in celebration of their contributions to American science Uh, the name of this project was operation paperclip due to the CIA's or OSS's use of paper clips to indicate the most nefarious and malevolent Nazis yeah so I, I guess they'd look through a dossier and there'd some that they'd paper just being like ah, I don't think we can bring this guy in. I don't mm. think we can pardon mm. this guy. I wonder if Mengele is on there. Well, cuz there were like well, the thing
3: is is that you know a lot of people know about Mengele's
2: experiments,
3: but the thing is is like, you know, like Strughold and and Schreiber and a lot of these aviation medicine doctors they were all involved in those experiments, yeah. Because it was like that was how they found everything out, and it was like the reason that when we started having our air force and our fucking and NASA and stuff, we knew how much you know atmospheric pressure the human body could take because, because we had because all the documents. Because they, they just use. tested it on motherfuckers, and they be like. Put them in freezing cold water for
2: three hours and see how that works. And you know, but I mean, on the one hand, though, I know it's a moral issue, but mm. should we not use this information? It's a good question. It's a question. I mean, I guess yeah. it's posing an. I mean, I guess if
3: you want to look at it that way, you could say you know it's another Jewish
2: contribution to science. <laughs> you know, it's that, we, that no, we know it's true, how much yeah. atmospheric pressure the human body can take. I mean, you know? maybe that's what led us to NASA's Apollo missions right, and the yeah. moon landing. Mm. Uh, but some of these other achievements led to, you know, creations of Agent Orange or MK Ultra, other mm-hmm. yeah, experiments. Oh yes. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Um, so initially, Operation Paperclip was a program that brought in roughly sixteen hundred scientists uh, to the U.S. It was originally titled Operation Overcast. Hmm. Well, why did they call it Overcast and change the name? I have no idea. Yeah, you, know, you know what the significance of that? So. Yeah, originally they just referred to it as Operation Overcast, but then they changed it to uh, Paperclip because they had to gloss over the notorious Paperclip Nazis. Hmm. But most of these, I mean, it was mainstream knowledge at the time that this was being done.
3: Yeah, and they kind of, at the time, they kind of played it off as like, well, we got some people, there are a
2: few bad apples, but it's fine. But it was actually, they were all pretty much bad apples. Well, not, they were all involved all in of them. shit. I mean, some know? of them, like... uh What's his name? Uh, Strugel, Strugelberg, or whatever. Strughold, He was Strugold. uh He was never charged with any war crimes, but in, during of the Nuremberg trials, a lot of them were never trials. charged. But that's a lot of the times they weren't
3: charged because they were Strughold. evaluated. You know, we we needed aviation medicine doctors. We had none.
2: Yeah, you know, were so, kind of yeah. Um, so many of these scientists, though, that's the thing. People knew about these horrendous war crimes, but they were kind of looking the other way because of their uh, scientific, you know, knowledge and what it could do for us which I mean is to say the least I can understand I mean it it makes sense that we would do this that's what it was the combined intelligence objective subcommittee began confiscating war documents and materials and interrogating scientists as German research facilities were being uh, seized by Allied forces and so during this time they came across the Ozenberg list Which was a list, a catalog, basically, of scientists, engineers, and put to work for the Third Reich. Mm. Did you hear about this, where they actually found the list?
3: Yeah, well, I heard a few things. Like, they found, they were going through some scientists' home and looking through the papers, and they found, like, Blome and and Schreiber and stuff, the names.
2: Well, I heard that the list was actually, someone was trying to flush it down the toilet Mm. at Bonn University, and so they were like, oh, (laughs) let me take this, and they gave it to the U.S., and the Mm. U.S., uh, the, the Army was looking at it, like, oh, we could actually use this information. Yeah. And so that's where they ended up um, finding out about a lot of these scientists. And yeah, as we said before, like some of these scientists, I mean, they all were in. They all were Nazis, mm. and I think they varied in rank. Some of them were like SS uh, yeah. soldiers. Some a lot of them were Luftwaffe. But I mean, uh, but they they definitely were involved and had intimate knowledge of what was going on. Yeah, oftentimes experimenting on a lot of uh, prisoners. So, I mean, I, yeah, it was I an mean, one of them issue. was the.
3: The sur- I forget his name he was the Surgeon General
2: of, of, of the Third Reich you know so, so. Uh, some of these scientists I mean you you, you would know like I, I recognize mm. a few of the names yeah but uh, so for example uh, Werner von Braun oh yes he was a pretty famous one but so Werner von Braun he's and Arthur Rudolph he's probably the most mm-hmm. famous at, uh, at Nazis that came over here yeah they developed the V2 rocket You know, uh, both of these scientists eventually went on to develop the Saturn V rocket that was so critical of success in the Apollo missions. Um, But it was different. You know, if you look at the facility where they came from and how these in the labor that was used to develop the V2, I think you might have a a different opinion.
3: Yeah. I mean, and uh, like, uh, for instance, there was, what was this thing?
2: I mean, they, they worked at this facility called the, the Mittelwerk
3: facility yeah, in Germany. Nordhausen. It was the factory where they made the V 2 rockets. As, and slave labor yeah. was used. Um, and the, they, basically, Werner von Braun was the main guy behind uh, him and um, Dornberger and this other guy. They, were, they would develop the V weapons, V 1 rockets and the V 2 rockets. And the, it there was, didn't actually start getting used until 1944 prior to that point they used to bomb London with uh, bombing them with buzz bombs and they called them buzz bombs because you'd hear it like and then it would you know planes would drop them and they'd they'd had their own little uh, motors on them so they'd go like yeah but could
2: they control them uh, a...
3: I don't know if they could control them by that point. I think they could aim them and they, oh, aim them they have a, a trajectory direction. of a certain you know, amount. So you wouldn't have to fly over the city and get shot down, but you could fly like to the edge of the to coast the of, of it, England and then, and the then, thing then would shoot toast. it out. Yeah. 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 So, um, so you'd hear it, but you had time to like get out of the fucking building. And the thing about v- V1 and V2 is it's like they was faster than sound. So you wouldn't like a bullet, like you wouldn't hear it until you were already fucking on fire you know yeah um and that's what like the entire that shitty book fucking gravity's rainbow is about um but they started doing that and then like the v1 uh missiles and the v2 missiles had um a range of 190 miles so they could just fire them from from belgium from you know from other uh,
2: occupied territories right into they could fire them from europe
3: and right into england uh which was like crazy like we didn't england didn't
2: have anything like that we didn't have no, anything I like think that we had, yeah i mean i don't think we had any kind of weaponry like that at that yeah. time but that's the thing though so this slave labor was used to develop yeah. the v2 resulting in the death of like roughly twenty thousand people yeah I have, and that doesn't even include the deaths from the bombs itself yeah the prisoners work 12 hour shifts seven days a week putting together v
3: weapons um, 8,000 men living and working in this cramped underground space. There was no fresh air, no ventilation system, no water and little light. Uh, laborers slept inside the tunnels, no washing, no facilities. They suffered in their starvation, dysentery, all sorts of bullshit. They were walking skeletons, skin stretched over bones. Some perished from ammonia burns to the lungs. Other died by being crushed from the weight of the rocket parts they were forced to carry. Mm-hmm. Um humans and machine parts went into the tunnels rockets and corpses came out
2: yeah the prisoners were all taken from uh, buchenwald and yeah. different neighboring concentration camps you know what the, and- the motto of buchenwald was um, cuz you know how it's like arbeit macht frei for one one for all yeah
3: yeah 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 yadem das zaina which is the one at buchenwald which is everyone gets what he deserves <laughs> wow that's <laughs> yeah, dark yeah, yeah. but there were like but there's there's actually a letter they have from uh where there was like a guy i think it might have been rudolph one of the guys who was in charge of the factory production and he's like we can't get this done in time and Wernher von Braun is like i personally went to fucking um uh buchenwald and got some fucking people to work for you <laughs> so he was like intimately involved and he was like he's in all these photos with i've um, got some here with uh where he's like hanging out with hitler basically you know I mean, Um, uh,
2: Werner Braun, uh, Von Braun knew Hitler as well. I mean, those guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. Mm. It's like they knew where these prisoners were coming from. They also, uh, you know, I was reading here that. Uh, so a lot of these prisoners because they lived in you know they worked in subhuman conditions many died from malnutrition while others were hanged in front of their co-workers for not performing yeah up to the, the level that was desired yeah. or sabotaging the rockets yes and this is funny despite feigning shock when asked whether slave laborers use those factories Rudolph was eventually exposed and deported mm. for his knowing involvement in Nazi war crimes I just love how they're just like yeah mm. you know slave laborers use. he's like oh really yeah i had no
3: idea well the thing about <laughs> rudolph that was funny is he only had a high school education oh wow. like he it. learned a lot about engineering and rocket engineering like um you know and but there were a lot of scientists who we brought over to the united states who like werner von braun would be like oh yeah they're very important scientists but they were just like some asshole that was like his buddy like oh, a we're lot of them weren't even scientists. scientists. So he's we're probably just... saving
2: these guys. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's the thing.
3: Well, I have a picture up here with Werner von Braun with uh, John F. Kennedy.
2: Oh, with JFK. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Well, that, that's what they said. You mm. know, uh, you know Rudolf was actually deported for his crimes, but he yeah. was one of the only, like, a few people that were actually persecuted for the crimes. Yeah. You know, um, in the case of von Braun, it's unclear whether, and, th- and I think this kind of helped politicians justify it. Mm. It was unclear whether he was sympathetic to the Nazi cause or if he abided by it for his own protection. Yeah, yeah. Like his own survivability. I mean, he was trying to survive. So, was he doing it? Who knows? Whereas uh, Rudolph, I mean, I think that guy knew, you know, where he was getting his workers from. Yeah. I mean, he was placing orders. When his workers were sick and dying, he would just, you know, call up the Apple Store and place orders for some more parts. Right. You know, I mean, although guy... von Brown was involved with in getting the people from the oh, camp, there, yeah. there's no way he wouldn't have known about it. Yeah. Yeah. But I just kind of think it's funny how uh, U.S. Mm. politicians kind of turn the cheek on it. So what is this video you have with Vernon Von Braun and Walt Disney?
3: So, yes. Yeah, so there was a movie that Disney made um, in, uh, in the 50s called Tomorrow the Moon, which was actually aired on television um, in the late 50s. And it was about the fledgling U.S. space program. Because obviously Walt Disney, when he made fucking Disneyland in the, 50, in the late 50s, he, he had uh, Tomorrowland on there you know so there they, they, he loved Werner von Brown like and he thought like oh this guy needs to be the face of our space
2: program well wasn't I mean he, wasn't he kind of I don't know if he was a Nazi but he was not He was definitely anti-semitic
3: well uh, that's debatable and I think a lot of that is because people confuse him with Henry Ford because yeah, it's Henry like Henry Ford because was... it's like if you don't like Jews the last thing you want to do is open an animation studio in Hollywood because yeah, no. <laughs> it's like literally all the animators were Jews you know what I mean so it's like it doesn't like he wasn't an advocate, but I don't think he was like anyway. Here's I, I got two clip, two short clips from this, and you have Werner von Braun on the fucking talking about shit. All right, so where, where is this nonsense? Uh, who can turn the world on with his smile, Professor Werner von Braun? Here
4: he is. a reality, even though we now have the theoretical knowledge to make a trip to the moon, it will be many years yet before our plans can fully materialize. However, let us imagine for a moment that the many problems have been solved and that after completing our space station, we are ready
3: to <laughs> begin station. our first
4: voyage around the moon.
3: All right, here's another one that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> Where it actually starts with Walt Disney talking to a robot.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you Garko
3: thank you Garko in this exciting Garco. age when everyone seems to be talking about <laughs> the future possibilities
4: yeah. of space travel there's thing. much speculation on what we will discover when we visit other worlds will we find planets with only a low form of vegetable life or will there be mechanical robots controlled by super intelligent beings if we were to start today on an organized and well-supported space program I believe a practical passenger rocket could be built and tested within 10 years. Hmm. Of course, it would be foolish to rush headlong into building a 4 stage rocket manned with a crew that came to fire
3: it would
4: be <laughs> fired into an orbit without first following a step-by-step research and development program.
3: Yeah, Israel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's him looking all... Fu- and he looks like a fucking sexy-ass 1950s hmm. scientist, you know? <laughs> He's like got like goddamn got the
2: glasses, he's got He everything. doesn't have the
3: glasses, but he's like he's one of those like sexy, you know, built scientists, you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> like how Harrison's just checking out the 1950s science. Is that yeah. like a fetish people have like 1950s scientists? 1950s Nazi scientists. Yeah, sure. I guess that's kind of a fetish. Yeah. So Von Braun actually mm. had anticipated the US actions of Operation Paperclip, and he carefully plotted his escape from Nazi supervision to surrender himself and his team yeah. to American soldiers. So I think mm-hmm. he knew this was coming. And so I think he's like, you know what? I'm gonna get all of my bros, cushy mm-hmm. jobs here in the US and we'll all be pardoned. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, he had told US intelligence, uh, intelligence about his work and how it related to the American rocket ship program under Robert Goddard. And the US was like, you're, you're hired.
3: Yeah, 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 and so yeah.
2: at that time, like right around the fifties, he became one of the most important members of Paperclip, and he had top security clearance. Yeah, throughout the fifties, oh, yeah. which is just puzzling to say the least. Because he was a guy who got us to the moon, basically. Yeah, I mean, you know? it was he got us. He was he was directly responsible we for the, the moon if we landing. If did go to the moon,
3: um, but I'm just saying, maybe we didn't. But there was a town in uh, called Hun- Huntsville, Alabama, which was where we put most of the German rocket yeah, yeah. scientists. And, and so it was and it, a NASA it was facility like out there. The most Beer gardens in a square mile radius. Is in Huntsville. In Huntsville, Alabama, <laughs> like all you went there, and it was like um-pa, 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 and just Germans everywhere,
2: chocolate shops, you know, yeah. it was the whole thing. <laughs> just make them feel at home. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, um, so during this mm. time, though, uh, Werner von Braun uh, was uh, involved in many of the elite inner circles in Washington. So it makes sense how he would know Kennedy. Yeah. But the thing mm. is, he was an SS officer. And he right. claimed to have only worn his uniform once, and mm-hmm. he didn't ascribe to Nazi ideology. But I mean, he liked those leather trench coats. He, he liked those leather trench coats, mm-hmm. and we seem to uh, you know welcome him into mm-hmm. this country and his entire team. Mm-hmm. But he's not the only one. I mean, there, there's so many. Like uh, you know, we're talking about Hubertus uh, Strughold, mm-hmm. known as the father of space medicine. Yeah. Um, you know, he, was, he developed spacesuits. Uh, he and life support systems. Uh, you know, he was also one of the first people to put a rhesus monkey into a V two rocket. Hmm. You know, which obviously <laughs> led to <the> space travel. <laughs> that's cruel. I and mean, then that's not funny, that's but it's kind of still. funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So why he didn't just stick a Jew in there, like yeah. a Jewish child, and said he probably suggested mm. that? and They're like, uh, yeah. come on, Hubertus <laughs> Schreiber was
3: another guy who was with who's a um, aviation medicine dude. And he actually, in 1952, they found out about him because there were news, new, newspaper columnists who wrote about him. And was like um, uh, he was he was on Nuremberg, and then he just kind of got out of it. Like he was on trial, and then they kind of just kind like yeah, yeah. And um, uh, kicking, screaming young Polish girls were held down by SS troops and forcibly operated on in his by him. Um, and uh, he was you know he was a prominent SS doctor human victims were used in typhus experiments um, all sorts of viruses being just like put into people
2: just you know, know. Wow and we're, we're, where were these were these like Polish prisoners or just like people from Auschwitz
3: anyone from a concentration camp Wow they could just be Polish people they could be Jews they could be gypsies they could be dissidents yeah. who the fuck the it? matter yeah so,
2: so yeah so. but that's the thing with who uh, better I mean mm. he was celebrated yeah. I mean, this guy received the space. You know, he was the founder of the space medicine branch of the Aerospace Medical Association. Schreiber had to leave they were, Like, he lived in California
3: with his family, and the, the CIA at that point just came to him, and was like, "Look, the jig is up. You got it tomorrow. Be on a plane to, to uh, Argentina, and we won't and we won't do anything if you just leave now." You know, but or I else wonder we'll why. Prosecute.
2: I mean, you. was there was there so much negative attention at that point? Because yeah, because were if cr- they cr- cr- put coming... him on, if they were forced to put him
3: on trial. Then everyone would know how many fucking scientists they had. They didn't know how many, you know.
2: Yeah. Thought, they thought like a but, few. But then how know? come like so Hubertus Strunghold, I mean, this guy, mm. he was allowed to live here. No one even knew really about uh, you know his mm. activities until he died.
3: Yeah. I mean, end.
2: and this guy, like, uh, you know, he received uh, the Hubertus. he initiated the Hubertus Strunghold Award, which is like the greatest achievement in space medicine. Right. And he's honored with like a statue. But this guy served as chief mm. of aeromedical research for the German Luftwaffe. Yeah. You know, and during his activities, I mean, you know, and people found out, out, out later, but I mean, he was directly involved with Nazi-era human experimentation. Oh, yeah. You know, all these guys, like some yeah. of the stuff that this guy did, let me just see here. Uh, under his study, you know, they found the medical effects of high altitude, supersonic speed flight, uh, along with the uh, altitude chamber concept of time of useful consciousness, which they used... You know, people from uh, the camps. Yeah. As to do in in these medical experiments, human test subjects. Uh, Let's see. Camp uh, camp inmates were immersed in freezing water, placed in air pressure chambers, made to endure invasive surgical procedures without anesthetic, Mm. just to see what the human body is capable of taking. Yeah. Uh, Many of the inmates were forced, uh, you know, a lot of them died as a result. Um, but, But that's the thing. Strughold said that he had no idea that this was going on. Yeah. And so when uh, you know, he was never actually charged with any wrongdoing by the Allies, he said he had no knowledge of the atrocities at Dachau. Right. And so they were just like, okay, no problem, come yeah, to the US, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> we'll build you a lab. Yeah. It's, 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 it's utterly uh, just mind-blowing. Yeah, and then and you have to take my friend Wolfgang to <laughs>
3: Are you sure he's a scientist? He looks like your retarded cousin. No, he's a very important scientist.
2: <laughs> he's a nuclear uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> radiation specialist.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was basically like that scene in fucking... Uh, um that fucking Quentin
2: Tarantino movie? Which can, one they hit? Uh, the, uh, Nazi one. Uh, the Nazi one. Uh, the Nazi one, uh, *Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he calls and he's like,
3: I want a house in Cape
2: Cod. <laughs> <laughs> you know, It's
3: basically that's what that's, happened. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Right, they got some sweet shit. But, I mean um, is it worth it because we got to the moon because we built the atomic bomb we made agents depends Orange? on who you ask I mean um, I mean you look at some well, guy We didn't like, make the atomic bomb with their help well no yeah I mean, we um, had, but uh, but we had a German scientist like, that I don't, don't give two
3: fucks about the moon personally
2: so I don't really it doesn't matter to me but I don't know who knows I didn't live through the cold war really so you know so Otto Ambros, who is another uh, Nazi war criminal he was tried and convicted for of war crimes jailed for a few years and then settled in the United States like with a with a government job. He was a German chemist and a Nazi war criminal directly involved the research of chemical nerve agents, especially sarin, sarin and tabun, is that how you say it, tabun? How do you say that? I don't even know. He he uh, tested sarin nerve gas and oh. TABUN, tabun, I don't even know oh, how to okay, say that. One. But I mean, they tested these nerve gases on inmates of Auschwitz. Yeah. Saarinen and Tabun, I think they run a, a little store down the, down the street, right? <laughs> That's so where they? I got my rock star. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah they produced mustard gas, and te- and it, which was developed and used in World War I. And, uh, you know, they, he worked, he owned the Dyhernfurth factory, which included a slave labor concentration camp with 3,000 prisoners that were used, I mean, they work there, they're mm. f- often used as just human guinea pigs. And it was funny,
3: well, it's not funny,
2: but I mean, every German <laughs> company at that time used the slave labor. That,
3: there was actually like, a, like a, the SS had an employment agency for the slave labor. Yeah. That was like, oh, Volkswagen would be like, hey, we need like uh, you know 10,000
2: motherfuckers to work in this factory. And they'd be like, sure, here you go. let take them. You I know? mean, BMW, the, yeah, uh, yeah. Mercedes, yeah. You have so. Daimler, like they all, I mean, that's a thing. Yeah. Bosch, they all
3: use slave labor. Ambrose was arguably also involved in the creation of
2: thalidomide, because he later got worked in the uh, German. We're for Dow Chemical later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that that was the crazy thing about it. This guy was thalidomide. If you don't know, is the thing that gave pregnant women uh, flipper babies. I mean, this guy was Hitler's favorite chemist. Mm. He was given a million Reichmark reward by Hitler because he co-invented sarin gas. Mm. The A in sarin is the A for Ambrose. Really? Yeah, that's what oh, okay. this article said. Yeah. He also invented uh, a synthetic something. rubber called Buma, which yeah. I guess the Third Reich made a lot of money from that. Hmm. Kept the Reich running. But yeah, yeah so once he was convicted and sentenced of crimes against humanity, he served like four years. Yeah. And then he was released, became an advisor to chemical companies, Dow Chemical being one of them, mm. as well as the U.S. Army Chemical Corps. And uh, he worked, lived a fine job. I mean, he then he uh, started... Uh, I guess he started advising Kemi Grunthal Which uh, developed thalidomide Yeah, yeah So yeah, he was yeah. And he was given full clemency yeah. Later given a U.S. Department of Energy contract Which is just insane to <laughs> yeah. in me And then the final guy here That I want to bring up is uh, um, Kurt Blom Kurt Blom Kurt Blom hmm. And this guy was the deputy surgeon general in the Third Reich, Mm. and he headed its biological warfare program. Under the guise of cancer research, quote-unquote, he conducted experiments involving spreading disease through insects like mosquitoes and lice. And he ran tests that involved dropping nerve gas and insecticides from planes, as well as attempting at creating a weaponized bubonic plague. Mm. Yeah, this guy... He's a yeah yeah a love flower drum song. This guy, <laughs> he's great. Yeah. Um, but it's likely that the work of Bloem and Dr. Fritz Hoffman helped the Army Chemical Corps develop Agent Orange. Yeah, which was so devastating in uh, you know, Vietnam. And then they say that uh, under the guidance of Bloem, they tested psychedelics like LSD for mind control and behavior modification. Yeah, and uh, I mean this this is like a whole other intro topic. But these experiments uh, were run to develop LSD as a truth serum. Yeah. And were conducted in countries like Germany because, you know, testing on humans wasn't condemned and you had camps just full of uh, test subjects. Right. Uh, So originally the program was called uh, Operation Artichoke or Project Artichoke? It was Project Bluebird. Project Bluebird. Then it was Project Artichoke. And then it became MKUltra. And
3: that's why it's Mind Control Ultra. With a K, you know, mind control with a K because it's German. Mind control ultra. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was based on the, some of the early interrogation techniques that the SS and the Gestapo used. And then they started ordering um, uh, LSD because they thought the Soviets were. Um, and it's it, really interesting thing about that. Blohm was so fucked up that they're like, because, you know, they, a lot of people, they scrub their backgrounds, but. They couldn't do it with him because there were some people that were just so fucked up. They're like, we can't have you in the United States because you're fucking <laughs> insane. So they founded a, a thing called a base called um, Camp. Uh, the Camp, Camp, King. Black- or Camp King. Camp King. Yeah. Camp King, and it was in Germany. Uh, U.S. base in Germany it was kind of the first military black site, really. And um, that's where they had Bloom and another team of uh, German scientists get started on on working on Project Bluebird.
2: So were were those the Nazis that were paper clipped? Like These are the Nazi scientists is like, we're paper clipped because we can't bring you to the U.S. Yeah,
3: because it was accelerated paper clip was the one where they scrubbed backgrounds to bring them to the States. But those were the people like, we can't, your background is so, we can't even clean it with fucking you know ajax can't even put you in mexico yeah yeah (laughs) so they kept them in there and oddly enough one a lot of conspiracy theorists talk about this because um one of the uh, u.s soldiers who after the war was stationed at camp king was uh a young jd salinger of J.D. Salinger who would later go on to write uh, you know the Catcher in the, catch in the Rye, in the rye yeah. which inspired a lot of assassinations so a lot of people are like did the CIA was the CIA involved in mind control techniques in the prose of that book which is you know.
2: is it just all like uh, in their attempt to take out John John Lennon they're like we just want to get rid of John Lennon um, and, uh, <laughs> no, because I think they're, <laughs> they didn't know about John Lennon well, yet. But, yeah. Maybe maybe they had Nazis know. that, uh, you that know, predicted out, yeah. the. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> they predicted that this this amazing yeah. supergroup would come about, and then one member of the supergroup would just ruin the band by marrying this like experimental noise musician. Yeah. Next thing you know, yeah, it's like you have wings. Let's kill him. Yeah.
3: My (laughs) guess on it is like they did it like they're like, can we, because you know, the CIA was really involved in the literary scene in the 1950s. Like they, like all of the, like Paris Review and all of like the literary magazines, because this is when like people still read short stories and that Hmm. was still like a thing normal people read and were into. They, they funded the Paris Review. They funded all of those literary magazines. They were like, because they were like. So is they, it to
2: spread propaganda? No, they thought
3: is? that if they controlled, you know, the, the liberal intelligentsia, then like they didn't change it to propaganda and make it obvious. But yeah. they, they had this weird idea that they could control it. If they could control it, then they could keep on top of it or something. Um, it was very strange. Why don't
2: they just have one network that just only serves propaganda? Like there were even science. like weird underground
3: magazines in the sixties that were actually like funded by the CIA. What about the CIA? Was book? insane. No, I don't think that was. No, weird. that wasn't. But you know, because yeah, they were insane. My guess is that if they did that, they did it as just like a rent, because because MK wasn't that fucking precise. They're like, no. let's just give a bunch of idiots LSD and maybe let's see what happens. Maybe something will happen.
2: Maybe magic will happen. But, but and we did can, they do that you know. here? What about Tim Leary? I mean, didn't he do that in uh, universities? Yeah, but that was later. But I guess it was They like did what? it before. This they is did in like the, the early like the 50s. Early 50s, yeah, yeah. that was probably what, like So it 60s? was like,
3: if they did it, they did it by accident. You know? They like did it and put it in this book and then years later, a bunch of idiots are shooting fucking sitcom stars yeah. for
2: no reason. <laughs> so that's my theory on it. I don't know. Maybe it worked. Yeah. So there's a long list of scientists that were recruited as part of Operation Paperclip. And a lot, most of them were on to lead <clears throat> comfortable, undisturbed lives, despite having committed just horrendous crimes. Mm. Hmm. Um, and despite the efforts by the Department of Justice Office of Special Investigations to prosecute some of these Nazis, politicians claim that their scientific contributions exculpated them of their previous atrocities. Yeah. Um, I was reading about this guy named uh, Charles Lukes. Did mm. you hear about this guy? Um, he was a brigadier general with the U.S. Army Chemical Corps, and mm. he was in charge of building up the U.S. nerve agent program, mm. sarin gas and all that. He actually went to Heidelberg, tracked down Hitler's top scientist, Walter Schreiber being one of them, who was a close contact of Himmler. Mm. I mean, it just, it just yeah. shows you who these people fraternize with. Mm. And uh, yeah, and, that, and, then, and the thing is Schreiber became a witness for the prosecution in Nuremberg and was hired by Lukes to help him develop the nerve gas program. They would actually meet at Lukes' home in Heidelberg, have mm. Saturday afternoon roundtable with a group of eight Nazi chemists. You know, they would, he was would yeah. just like a get-together tea party yeah, with these Nazi war criminals. And, mm. and, and that's the part that... that uh, I mean, I guess I find mind-blowing is the fact that... Shoot a rhesus monkey into the upper atmosphere for laughs. You know, whatever.
3: <laughs> have a, t- you know, coffee clatch.
2: I mean, sure. it's, I guess it's the, the, it's the moral quandary of mm-hmm. it all. It's the way the negatives against the positive. Like, would we have developed, you know, Agent Orange, you know, and, and used in Vietnam, required billions of dollars to clean up and fucked up so many people's lives if we didn't bring mm-hmm. these people over? Versus, like, would we have landed on the moon and developed an advanced space program if we didn't have them? Yeah. So that, that's, that's the thing. I mean, it, it makes you wonder what other government-funded projects in our society are the product of Nazi scientists. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think the jury's out on that one. War is the father of all things, as yeah? Heraclitus once said. I mean, I think it's a, an ethical quandary. You just have to mm. weigh the positives against the negatives, I suppose. Word. It's just, it's just hard being, you know, imagine like you have these like, you know, the Nazi hunters, the groups going out and finding these people. Mm. And yet in your own country, yeah. here's a guy who used to pal around with uh, Himmler. yeah, And he's oh, yeah. like got a job making like 180 a year. Yeah. He's living in a comfortable home. <laughs> yeah. That just doesn't sit well. No. But yeah, anyway. Mm. Mm. Operation Paperclip. What's the name of that book, actually? I think we should probably... Yeah. It's called
3: Operation Paperclip. By
2: Annie Jacobson. By Annie
3: Jacobson. The secret intelligence program that brought Nazi scientists to America.
2: I like how Harrison's... Because yeah. I, I was asking Harrison, I was like, so would you like He goes, well, it wasn't a page-turner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it provided a lot of yeah. interesting it's well uh, details. Written, like,
3: uh, I mean, it's it's... Easier to read than like uh, Hitler's Monsters, which was so academic yeah, yeah. and that just was, like that was just, a, gee, it's like, just oh a, my god, painful to read. This is like text. it's not like page turner, but it's pretty easy to read as far as like you know nonfiction goes.
2: So yeah, that's interesting. She you also check did it a out. book
3: about Area
2: Fifty One. Oh, did she? We should uh-huh. get, we should interview her on should the show. actually. Yeah, yeah it'd be interesting. Operation Paperclip, people. Mm-hmm. Read about it. Yeah. It's episode 685 here Sick and Wrong. We have news stories coming up next. We have phone calls after that. But first, here's a word about our Patreon page.
3: Do you need more Sick and Wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a Sick and Wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better Sick and Wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sickandwrong.
2: The first story you have here uh, has to do with yeah. an alleged Boston face biter. I always thought the face biting occurred in Florida. Yeah. I didn't know it's spreading to other states like the measles. Right. <laughs> but apparently face biting happens in Boston as well. Sure. Yeah. Um alleged Boston face biter reportedly told witness, "I don't eat flesh. I just drink blood." Mm. I think Blade said that, didn't he? <laughs> um. I don't always eat flesh,
3: but when I do, yeah, make sure it's the flesh of gypsies.
2: <laughs> 19-year-old Boston man Joel Davila Damn. allegedly hissed in a cat-like way at intervening witnesses. <laughs> hissed like a cat. <laughs> okay. Which is a... You know, that's a good thing. It's a bad sign. Yeah, but you, if you ever get in a fight with somebody, yeah. it's a good way to confuse your opponent. Just hiss at them like a cat. Oh yeah. No, definitely. It's one of those good things you can do if you're <laughs> it's, like it's a good, it's, in trouble. Yeah, it's a good way, you know, instead of like, mm. you know, chest bumping or whatever they do. Yeah. Um, you can really look intimidating if you hiss like a cat. God, that's a weird looking dude. He's a weird looking dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know? do it. I'm
3: finding some good pictures yeah. of him. But he's from Taunton, Massachusetts, right near where I used to live. Oh.
2: Yeah, yeah. there you go. It's are there a real, lot of uh, men who hiss like cats? There's a lot of in weirdos, in man. Massachusetts, you man. know,
3: it's a lot of weirdos. It's like Lizzie Borden territory. You know? <laughs> so. Police
2: have arrested Massachusetts man who allegedly bit a chunk of flesh out of a gas station attendant's face and arm, mm. and then hissed at customers like a cat. Apparently, he had played the role of Rum Tum Tugger in the Broadway play <laughs> Cats, but he had fired for been fired for chronic meth usage. You shut Let's up. Hope. You're a liar. <laughs> All right? Because that... It's that, not around anymore, that musical. All right. Oh, yeah. I just saw it. Did you? Yeah, it's touring again. What's wrong with you? I don't... I didn't want mm. to do it. It's my yeah. girlfriend's birthday. Okay. It was in... um. What was it was at Costa Mesa. Mm. And uh, it, it was funny because my girlfriend's dad was sleeping during it. Mm. My girlfriend's mom was she liked it my girlfriend was uh, you know enthralled by it and then <laughs> I'm on the other side also sleeping yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a hard one yeah. to stay awake during yeah I don't know if you ever see it um this guy did not play Rum Tum Tugger but he should have yeah he might have tried out for it just didn't get hired because look at him right, Oh guys know, I got a, posted a picture of, of him, him with like yeah.
3: blood hanging from his fucking face or whatever he's horrifying he, he actually looks like a dude I grew up with but he's not
2: because <laughs> he's 19
3: but like oh my god look at this guy wait
2: yeah, no, he's <laughs> yeah, he's him. scary looking. He's uh, scary looking. Joel Davila, 19 years old, has been charged with mayhem and assault to maim. I like that. Charge of mayhem. Uh, when police arrived. He looks kind of like young Elvis with a lot of birth defects. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Th- thalidomide Elvis? Yeah, thalidomide Elvis. <laughs> when police arrived at a Sunoco gas station in yeah. the Boston suburb of Tauntaun. Is that where tauntauns come from? It's oh. called Taunton. Tauntaun. <laughs> Tauntaun. Did you yeah. ride tauntauns to work? We did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, blood was yeah. gushing from a gaping wound mm. under Clerk Scott Trainer's left eye, mm. and the 55-year-old man was screaming in pain. Mm. Jesus. They then sorry. discovered Davila calmly mm. sitting cross-legged in one of the aisles with a blood-stained chin. Mm. Like how he just ripped off the flesh of this guy's face and now he's just sitting mm. in the aisle like perusing a copy of Vanity Fair. Mm. It's like, <laughs> okay. Fun fact about
3: Taunton, it's in the Bridgewater Triangle. which is what one that of what It's like this triangle in Massachusetts where it's more concentrated, weird, paranormal shit happens than anywhere else on the planet. Wow. Oh. Hauntings and fucking... Pterodactyls in the swamp and weird murder shit and crazy nonsense. Yeah, hmm, I no wonder triangle. this guy's Look it up nuts. Guys,
2: it's a thing biting uh, gas station clerks. The faces.
3: Swamp is right near there. Yeah, it's a weird place.
2: Our witnesses said that davila had chomped down on the gas station clerk's face and then was rubbing his fingers in a pool of the victim's blood as if he was finger painting with it. Michael Keegan. A 54-year-old mm. regular customer at the gas station who was outside at the time of the assault said he called police, blocked the exit, and prevented Davila from leaving until the police arrived. Mm. Then things took a creepy twist. I think it was kind of creepy before. It's already creepy pretty cre- creepy. Yeah. I, don't know what... <laughs> I don't know how much creepier it can yeah. get here. Uh, he said Davila began acting like a feral cat, hissing at him. And licking the blood from his fingers, which he also smeared all over himself and on the floor. They should have shot this guy into a V2 rocket. Oh, God, my <laughs> I mean, I, I got to say, the sight of a grown man hissing at people is creepy. You mm. know, that actually, I was, I was talking about this before we started the show, but I was in San Francisco last weekend mm. for, um, for a friend's uh, baby shower. And also, Sleazy E, actually, it was his 50th birthday. Happy birthday there, Sleazy E. And so I was hanging out, and then I had, to, I had to go to Oakland for this baby shower, so I was on the BART train, and I was just listening to my music, you know, listening to headphones, whatever, going over the BART train. And some guy, you know how like when you're on a train, it's kind of a captive audience, some guy gets on and he starts asking people for money. And usually, what do you, you just put your headphones on just not look at them? If somebody's doing what what are they you doing you know like you get on a train they start coming around asking you for money
3: yeah yeah I just don't you pay just attention. don't
2: look at them yeah. so mm. that's what most people were doing like mm. looking at their phones or whatever and then all of a sudden this guy and he looked I would say probably 30 covered in sores mm. white guy um, dirty the guy with all the swastika tattoos on his face? No, no, that was just another guy just sitting on the street in San Francisco across the street from my sister's house. That that town is just a, it's, yeah, it's just a Mm. pit Mm. of vileness. But anyway, this guy was on the train and he was just, yeah, it was like a meth addict, tweaker, covered in sores. And he was walking around asking people for money and everyone's just kind of ignoring him. And all of a sudden he just started getting in people's faces and going. (laughs) 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 Like in people's faces. And I saw him coming and I was like, oh shit. Mm. Like I was about to just run up and jump out, but then luckily it got to my stop. So I was just like, I just walked to the other side of the car and got off the train. Yeah. But Jesus. people were just kind of horrified, but yeah. no one was like doing anything. What are you what supposed are you to do? do? You don't want to touch that animal. Uh, mm. That's the thing about San Francisco. You're paying $3,000 a month for a studio. You, yeah. you walk outside and there's a grown man covered in swords hissing at you that's it that's life there
3: yeah that's what happens
2: I think everybody there is like five minutes away five seconds away from getting stabbed I'm gonna say minutes seconds yes anyway it is creepy seeing a grown man hissing Um, Keegan said that uh, Davila started playing finger painting with the blood and licking Mm. it and putting it all over his face okay at that moment Davila told Keegan I don't eat flesh I just drink blood. Oh, my. Sounds like a Bauhaus song or something. Yeah. I don't eat flesh. Mm. I just drink blood. Um, police arrested Davila without any incident. It was fine. And when detectives couldn't locate the chunk of flesh missing from the attendant's face, they asked Davila, who responded, I don't know. I think I ate it. You can cut up my stomach to check. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if it works that way. Right. Um, the strange and gory scene unfolded over a shoplifting confrontation. Davila, who who uh, trainer the the police or the, the shop clerk knew this guy, um, he uh, saw that trainer was trying or that Davila was trying to steal uh, a drink from the, from the gas station. Uh, the cashier blocked him from opening the cooler, and that's when Davila latched onto his arm, puncturing the skin. Mm. A struggle ensued, and the pair became face to face. You ever see the movie Face Off? Um, yes, of course. So in that movie, I was trying to think about this. It's been a few years. Fine film, starring Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. Travolta played like uh, was he like an assassin or something or a terrorist? Yeah, he was like a terrorist, like and, the craziest terrorist that ever lived. Okay, like the, like the yeah. jackal or something. Yeah, yeah. And Nicolas Cage was a CIA agent. Yeah. And so I think he blew up Nicolas Cage and then for some reason Travolta took his face yeah. a doctor gave him his face and then Nicholas Cage survived the blast and was in a coma but he woke up and he's like yeah. give me Travolta's face right so I'm wondering if that's what was happening here like I wonder if the guy was like I want your face so I can just kind of hang out in the gas station and eat as much food as I want and get as many drinks as I want oh because he works there
3: yeah okay yeah
2: Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. I was just kind of extrapolating here, thinking about like, like why a this guy would face this.
3: Face-off yeah, it's like a, a
2: Harmony Corinne face-off. Yeah.
3: So it would be there. You yeah, have a paper cl- cut that got infected. I have an operation paperclip. I have a paper cut <laughs> that got infected, and it's like I'm like, well, it's gonna. I'll let it, just. It'll just heal itself. It hasn't. Wow. It's starting to get out like requiem for like, dah, 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 dah. that looks like nah, an nah, abscess nah, nah, now. Nah, 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 nah. No, I know it's like requiem for a dream now.
2: Jesus. Don't touch anything in this house with that. That's quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. looks <laughs> like you got like super gonorrhea. Um, Davila leaned in once they were face to face and bit trainer below the left mm. eye, tearing out uh, from his body, a triangular chunk of skin. Uh, that was approximately one inch by one inch by one inch, mm. and a half to three quarters inch deep. So you're mm. talking about like a, a one inch square chunk of skin. Mm. That's a pretty big patch in your face. Mm. Um, Jesus Christ! Davila was upset because he wasn't allowed to uh, take the drink, and he said in the past that the attendant didn't mind if he took drinks. Mm. So I don't I don't know. Mm. Uh, the clerk was taken to the hospital for injuries, which considered serious but not life threatening. Uh, he may need plastic surgery to repair the gash in his face. You know. I just sympathize with this guy because working—it's a thankless job to work a graveyard shift at a at a gas station in any mm. city, any any city. It doesn't even matter. I mean, obviously, like L.A. or New York or something, like you get a lot of you know a, a plethora of crazies. Yeah. But in these small towns, mm. like you're in the like gas station open 24 hours, you get some weird dudes in the mm. middle of the night. Yeah. You get some weird people. Like in college, I actually lived uh, like maybe three blocks away from a Sunoco in Ann Arbor. That place would get robbed at least twice a week. And then not to mention all the other weird tweakers that would go in there. It's a weird, it's a thankless job. Uh, meanwhile, Davila has been taken to custody where he underwent a mental health evaluation. Uh, during his first court appearance, he was smiling and blowing kisses for the cameras. Mm. And apparently he's enjoying this. Uh, he's going to undergo a 58A dangerousness hearing. You ever heard of that? What the fuck is that? Apparently, that's what they do in Massachusetts. A 58A dangerousness hearing to determine if he's a danger to the public. Hey, yeah, pal, you're real dangerous, so uh, (laughs) we're not letting you out. He's currently in custody at Bridgewater State Mm. Hospital, where obviously all the paranormal activity comes from. Uh, He reportedly suffers from addiction issues and is a diagnosed schizophrenic. Mm. So, there you go. Hmm. No big surprise there. Okay, well. Hey. But there you go, face-biting yeah. in Boston. How do they say it? The face Bostonians.
3: Yeah, fa- face-biters. The face-biters. Yeah, you uh, take a left at the Dunkin' Donuts and you'll see the face-biters and uh, take another right. <laughs> what do you have here for the second story? Um, thanks, Dooley. Because everyone's name Dooley. <laughs> Woman shoots husband to death over porn <laughs> habit that was a personal <laughs> affront to her. And to her gut, banana na Thank you. All
2: right. So that amazes me that women still get that upset about porn these days.
3: Yeah, in this, you know, in this sex-positive day and age. Yeah,
2: isn't know? that the, isn't that what's supposed to be like all-inclusive sex positivity? Yeah, yeah. If you want to watch women being eaten by,
3: uh, you know, sleeping bags sleeping to look bags, like giant yeah.
2: worms. <laughs> There, there's a reference to a uh, one of the patron calls. Vorporn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a vorophile, vorophile called into the show. Well, we thought it was a borophile, <laughs> which is a
3: type of bacteria that can survive, like, boron high environments in, on <laughs>
2: Jupiter. Or Very something. specific fetish, though. Uh-huh.
3: Yeah. Um, the church-going Patricia Hill <clears throat> flew into a rage when she discovered that her husband, Frank, had once again added a pornography channel to their satellite TV package.
2: I didn't. I mean, first of all, Gotta be a
3: baby boomer, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you have to be using TV mean, porn?
2: clueless. Like, who you watches know? TV porn? Yeah. And, and what kind of porn channel can you get? Like, Skinnamax? No, they probably got like the Playboy Channel. What was it? Yeah, they had another one too. It was like. But it's not real porn. It's not like going no, to Pornhub. Yeah, really? It's porn. yeah, like yeah, yeah. actual penetrative sex. Yeah, it was. A, there was a thing. I think. Does this guy yeah. not know what the internet is? He must not, because I'm thinking this guy's got to be like 60s clown. or 70s. You know? yeah. yeah. It's the first thing about masturbating in front of you. Also, uh,
3: satellite TV spouse. package.
2: Maybe fucking have. Maybe have your shit a little discreet so people don't get murdered. <laughs> you know. At least that's the thing. First yeah. thing about like. Masturbating in front of your significant other Or around your significant other Cover your tracks Yeah Use the in Maybe on browser. the bill have it
3: discreet You know Don't yeah. have like fucking You know Fucking Big girl jugs Or thick Whatever <laughs> Big titty channel yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, know. I don't yeah. know
2: Yeah Spice The Spice Network That's Spice what it is ne- Spice yeah. That's where they play Like hotel porn Right That's what it is Yeah uh Spice Network that's right, you're right. The Spice Network. One
3: Arkansas woman really hated her husband's porn watching habits so much that she shot him after discovering a pornography channel had been added to the Oh wait, I'm saying again. Patricia Hill was found guilty of second degree murder Tuesday in Pine Bluff for the July killing of her husband, Frank Hill.
2: During the trial, Patricia not only testified what How how is that second degree? I um, mean she obviously planned to kill him. She got a gun. Went there and it, killed the guy it,
3: it, because of the porn. There might not be premeditation. It might have been hard to prove. Like it could have been like he's watching porn, grab the gun, boom. You know,
2: so maybe like that doesn't a, does like a, a of yeah. passion or something. So it's like
3: if like why are you gonna take a chance as a prosecutor if you can't if it's not a slam you dunk? We can't prove first degree. You know, You don't want to lose yeah. like that on your record. Um, during the you know, meh, 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 I know this because I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh with fucking tr- criminal tr- prosecutors. Yu-Gi-Oh, what is that? It's like a Magic the Gathering. It's like a dark period in my life where I was on methadone, <laughs> and I was in Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments. It's like Magic the Gathering, but anime-ish, you know. Hmm. And I used to do it in Chinatown, which is right near the criminal courthouse buildings, 100 Center Street in Manhattan. And all of the like nerdy, like prosecuting attorneys would go there to play. You play Yu-Gi-Oh during the day no like after work like at night like after like it's after six didn't you have anything better to do like heroin? no uh no i wasn't doing heroin oh, that was okay. the problem I was on methadone <laughs> so i had nothing to do other than like be fat you, how many Yugo. how many
2: how many uh attractive women did you meet at these Yu-Gi-Oh parties none, <laughs> none. <laughs> was it just all dudes? now if it happened now <laughs> yeah, now be, it would probably sure. be very popular you know, hey, yeah yeah so
3: uh Yu-Gi-Oh! Yes, it testified she wasn't thinking when she shot him with a pistol, but also claimed that she only intended to get his attention. That'll get my attention. Maybe that's why it's second degree. He was struck she struck him once in the leg and another time in the head. She said she didn't realize shooting at his feet could
2: end his life. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. She h- shot him in the hand? No, the the, oh, once the in the leg and what's in the head? okay well the head's gonna end i was thinking if she shot his masturbation hand yeah that would definitely cause him oh you could switch she said she didn't realize shooting at his feet
3: could end his life she claimed she he was bending over when he was shot was he bending over masturbating like trying to autofillate i don't know she said she was aiming at his feet but
2: he was like trying to touch his toes apparently and got shot in the head i think she walked in he was trying to autofillate she shot and it hit his head okay
3: I don't think that's absolutely not what happened yeah
2: (laughs) if I was to recreate the scene yeah being a forensic my uh, guess is she tried to shoot him in the legs
3: or maybe the dick and then it shot and then the the recoil drew the gun up and then she accidentally fired again into the head Oh
2: fired another shot and then hit him
3: that's my guess Um, what kind of
2: porn was he watching
3: something probably pretty vanilla if it was on fucking satellite TV oh yeah that's the thing it's on Spice Channel yeah um, to like chicks with shitty perms, you know, <laughs> <laughs> late '90s or whatever. I, I yeah. picture
2: like, yeah, like those videos of just like that softcore yeah. lesbian porn, yeah. like they're giving each other sponge baths or whatever. Yeah, in a shower. Although that worked for me back then, right? Um, she yeah. Uh, so po- Patricia then called
3: police herself to tell them she shot her husband. She pleaded not guilty. How'd she plead not guilty?
2: She's the one that shot him.
3: I don't know. She wanted it. She thought maybe she could get on, you know? I mean, he sure didn't. Well, you
2: know, you never know. I mean, she could have got a sympathetic jury here. Right. Who's like a bunch of women whose husbands watch porn. Yeah. She became enraged after seeing a TV bill. See what I'm saying about being discreet? Yeah, TV
3: bill. Which showed that a porn channel had been added again. At that point, Patricia shot Frank twice inside a shed located on their property, which Frank used as a,
2: quote, Man cave,
3: <laughs> unquote.
2: So wait, this guy had a porn cave in yeah, the back? In a shed. <laughs> it's like Al Bundy. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he had like a padlock on it.
3: He should have. Although, I mean, how would he get out if he had a? Pa- yeah. Oh yeah, but
2: I mean, oh, when he's not around, do you think around? he padlocks it? And it's is it, so he must have had like this when he probably had like a like a reclining chair in there, like a yeah. lazy boy. He's got a big like flat wood screen TV. walls. Yeah, wooden paneling yeah. walls, shag carpet. Yeah. Probably a, a mini fridge with beer. Yeah, and there's like a big poster of the Barbie twins. <laughs> <laughs> I like that old Farrah Fawcett poster. Yeah, you yeah famous one. yeah. And then just a bucket of loot. Kathy Ireland, you know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> remember Kathy
2: Ireland. No, 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 no. Yeah, so... Um, so she went into the man cave and caught him just... Yeah, he went to... It.
3: He said during the
2: trip, the couple were essentially estranged at that point. He went to his shed and she went to work. Wait wait a second. They were estranged? Yeah. So did they not live together? Did he live in the in the porn cave? So they were essentially estranged. That's what does all that it mean? I mean? That means
3: they could be living in the same house, but, but they're, they're probably sleeping in different beds and they're probably not, you know? Wow. I have... I have relatives like that where they're like, they should have gotten divorced 20 years ago, but they're still living in the same house for like some insane reason. Yeah. But they're I've, I've basically heard, estranged. That They've is never weird.
2: I have uh, my girlfriend's grandmother, paternal grandmother. Mm. She's never slept in the same room as her husband's. Right. And she's had two husbands. They always have their own rooms. And it's like, maybe that's what, how you can stay together with someone for 40 years. Mm. You know, you don't sleep in the same bed. Lucy and Desi. oh yeah
3: they didn't separate beds (laughs) um so estranged or not patricia apparently flew into a rage over the idea of her husband watching porn she had canceled the channel in the past because porn was a personal affront to her and to her god
2: what what kind of god doesn't doesn't like porn it doesn't mention who her god is
3: yeah Yeah.
2: her puritan god i don't know jesus yeah what, what God doesn't like porn? I, I know. know the Jewish God loves porn. He does, yeah. yeah. Um, she told him over and over again
3: to stop, and he said he would, but went right back to doing it. It's <laughs> <laughs> her well, attorney who's saying this. Yeah, but
2: think about it, though. Mm-hmm. What would you rather him do? Like be a drinker or a heroin addict or just occasionally wanking it in the man cave? What would I rather do? Or what nah, that's you... what I'm saying. What would she rather him do? Oh. You know, a, a wank once a week? i don't think those are the three options she's choosing from okay <laughs> i'm just saying it could be worse yeah yeah it could be right. worse mm.
3: it's not like she's choosing among fans of the show to be her fucking mate you know <laughs> in that case that would be the choices uh patricia was described as a churchgoer and a sunday school teacher she also worked as a nurse for 50 years so
2: oh okay so it's like gotta be like, in like 70s, 70s or something 70s, yeah
3: yeah James claimed in his opening statement that Patricia simply lost her mind. She will serve 16 years for the fatal shooting. Initially, she faced life, but James managed to negotiate last time after asking for a mistrial in light of learning that a report from state psychologist was not given to a jury. Oh, a mistrial, huh? That's why, if you can, you want to maybe plead not guilty because weird shit like that can happen.
2: We were talking about this earlier, but have you ever had a girlfriend catch you masturbating in your man cave <laughs> what's that have you ever had no. a girl catch you like a no, girlfriend had a catch girl, you like,
3: come home from work we lived together and um i was just like naked on the bed with my computer open and just you know i masturbated brony and immediately passed apart passed, <laughs> passed apart passed out yes brony porn yeah. the brony
2: porn still open on uh yeah. your... <laughs>
3: Yeah, sugar, well, I don't even know what the ponies is. Sugar pie and. I don't know. Yeah.
2: Meat fist? Yeah.
3: Sugar pie and meat fist. Getting eaten by a giant worm. Harrison's
2: homemade brony pork.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did she say? It just was like, all
2: right. All right. Didn't, See, that's the thing. You know, just kind of
3: ignored it because it was like, it was the right thing to do.
2: Yeah, but so it. you've never had well, I think most of the women yeah. that, that would be willing I've to date a lived guy with like you've a woman
3: like twice, you know. Oh yeah, so, maybe that's it. Yeah. But I think
2: most women that would be willing mm. to date with you date a guy like you mm. would be bothered by you jacking up the point. Right. Whereas I've had a couple girls that had an issue with it. Yeah. And I remember uh I remember my one well one, one girl like this is a long time ago. She just started crying. <laughs> like I had this like mm. the computer room was way in the back, like past the kitchen. And I remember I was just, I don't know, she went to bed. And so I was just Mm. like, yeah, I'm going to take care of business. And she walks in and she was like, hey. And then I I had my headphones on and then she saw what I was doing. And I noticed she was there and I turned around and she was just crying. (laughs) Just the sight of it. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's, I don't know. The relationship didn't last much longer. I thought one of the funniest times though is I was dating a girl who was kind of sexually experienced. She was young though. Yeah. A lot of younger women get jealous Mm. Mm. of porn because they feel like, You know, you're watching that in lieu of having sex with them. Yeah, they feel like it's it's an affront to their god. Affront to their god. Yeah. But this one girl, uh, let's just call her Misty One. Okay. (laughs) Dated several Misties. She she like looked through the porn history on my Google search Mm. or whatever. This is before I knew about incognito browsers. Right. Sure. But she looked through the porn history, and then in like my notebook, she just wrote down like every title of all the videos I had Mm. previously masturbated to, like you know, Thai girl gets analized right. or midget cream pies or whatever. I mean, it was just like this whole list of it. And I remember coming to, like the next day, I was like, it was my sick and wrong notebook. Yeah. I like opened it up and I was like, I didn't write Why did she write it in your notebook? I think it's because it was there by the computer. Oh, I see. I see. But I maintained because we got in a big fight about it and I maintained, so just that's my study computer. study later and like, I think she was just doing it So she could bring Maybe bring up the titles oh, Later in a, a fight
3: thing. Yeah yeah okay
2: But yeah. like I, I said to her I was like That's my computer mm. If mm. you're gonna use my computer That's the hazards You might face Right Is You're going through My browser history yeah. These are I jack off to things On my computer So you mm. might run into that You know I don't know She was really upset about it Yeah And So then I had to like Sneak it Right You know But yeah I don't, I don't know but Other girls But I've dated mm. other girls That like Also like porn Right. And then never had a problem with it. Mm. So who knows? Mm. But I guess it's just how, how it goes. It depends on what god they worship, really. Yeah. Like she. If th- they worship the amateur MILF cream pie god, then, then they'll that's, be fine that's with true. it. That's true. Yeah. Because yeah, that's <laughs> Bacchus. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Roman god. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the amateur midget cream pie god mm. allows you. He's a very generous god when it comes to porn. Mm-hmm. But this, whatever god she's worshiping, I don't even know. The, the Puritan shit. God. Mm. I want to, uh, the Cotton Mather God or something, whatever. <laughs> anyway, people send your story, com. Um, we have phone calls coming up next. Uh, three, two, three, five, two, two, four, zero, three, two is that number. Before we get to that, uh, here's a live read about what you can get from Adam and Eve. Yay. I might let Harrison do this one. Oh, great. Yeah, there you go. Mm.
3: This is just a, 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 a bullet point list.
2: Yeah, it was oh, funny because okay, the, the woman, uh, our contact over mm. there, uh, emailed that to us and was just yeah. like, do this in your own voice, whatever you want to do. Right. Just here it is. You need to say all of these bulleted points. Yeah.
3: This is just a drawing of a dinosaur <laughs> you gave me. This is in a... all
2: right. <clears throat>
3: free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. Select almost any item, any one item for 50% off, and then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. They're just loading it on. Enter offer code Diddle at checkout and get ten tantalizing free gifts. Was Tantalus the guy with the who, with the boulder or the grapes? No, he's the grapes guy.
2: I think was the guy was who the couldn't grapes, get the guy. grapes. Okay, yeah. I think that was Tantalus.
3: Yeah. So if you don't like grapes. This is the offer for you. A sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And dot, 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 six free spicy movies,
2: exclamation point. Six free spicy movies. Spicy movies. Spicy. The Spice spice Channel. channel. Right there. Uh Plus free shipping. Isn't that what the movie Dune was about? The Spice Channel? It was about free shipping. Oh, yeah. It's about the Spice
3: Channel. Yeah. Well, because Sp- Spice was like a drug on Dune, wasn't it, or something?
2: Well, I mean, so it was porn. I guess so, yeah. yeah. They just were really into softcore porn. <laughs> They're just addicted to it. Love is the drug, you mm-hmm. know?
3: That's uh, Diddle. They love Vore um, Cream Pie Knockout oh, yeah, porn. they do. Yeah. Because uh, the Space Vore Worms. Love seeing, yeah, dressed up like Miss Marvel getting knocked out and eaten by a giant worm. <laughs> that's what they love. Uh, that's Diddle, D-I-D-D-L-E. Off of code diddle at checked out at adamandeve dot
2: fuckers. There you go. All right. So you got a few phone calls to get to three two three five two two four zero three two is that number? Uh, this week, you know, I really appreciate it. this week. I wasn't impressed with any of the calls we got. A lot mm. of them were just butt like. I thought there were butt dials. Mm. Some of them were just kind of. <sighs> I you thought you are going to say butt stuff.
3: <laughs> it's all about I butt don't stuff. mind the butt stuff. Yeah, yeah, butt but
2: stuff. no, there was some like, yeah. you could tell that someone accidentally dialed us. Mm. And so we had like a few of those calls. Then we had a couple other ones that, you know, they're all right. But I wasn't too impressed. So I posted something on Facebook about it. Mm. And then we just got a deluge mm. of calls. Like all of these people called in. So Good. I appreciate that. Thank you. And we'll be playing some more calls coming up. But I do like to hear from new listeners. You know, yeah. Come in. Give us a call. Tell us something uh, that we can make fun of you for. Yeah. And we love to ridicule our uh, listening audience. Sure. So call in. Everybody's got a story. Everybody's got a story. <laughs> so this first call we have here, this guy's interesting. Uh, this mm. is the guy who, I don't want to say menaces me. Mm-hmm. But he definitely... Uh, cyber bullies you? Yeah, he's maybe, I don't know, is this a cyber bully because I don't really feel bullied. But this guy, mm. every Instagram post I make, yeah. he posts something about seeing my toes. He wants okay. me to send a picture of my toes. Right. And uh, and some people just go to the comment section of my pictures just to see his comments yeah. about my toes. I could see that. Yeah, I can't think of... What's the name? I think Ain't it's nobody Tooties. else going to see my toes. <laughs> I'm sure this guy would love to
3: see your toes. I got
2: Dracula toes. Uh, I got
3: Frankenstein had sex with dracula and their baby grew up and those are my toes see right. i have petite
2: jew feet yeah. i have like I they're probably yeah, yeah and w- i wear a size six right and uh, they're very very <laughs> petite feet yeah i'm a very very small well manicured toes have you ever done the golden lotus <laughs> what's the golden lotus it's where you put your uh,
3: petite feet in the mouth of an elderly chinese man <laughs> 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 with a really long mustache beard combo. i haven't done the gold lotus
2: yet but <laughs> maybe i could do that with yeah. my petite feet yeah you should yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, quick aside i was listening to so i was in san francisco yeah. uh-huh. i was hanging out with my brother-in-law jerry who's a big fan of howard stern mm. and he listens to howard stern all the time and we were talking about um Uh, that fisting interview we did Mm -hmm. and we were talking about fisting and uh Mm -hmm. he was like oh did you listen to stern's thing about fisting i was like what do you mean it's like a year ago stern Mm. sent this guy to fist fest Mm. which is a fisting festival in augusta georgia okay and they sat on it for like a year because Mm. i don't know i guess stern didn't think he should release it And it's very disturbing. If you can Mm. listen to the fist fest thing, it's very disturbing because you hear guys getting fisted. Yeah. (laughs) And so this, the, uh, but at one point they interview a bunch of different people who have really funny names, like, uh, you know, fist in the butt 62. And uh, Mm. just all these people with their, uh, their different monikers. But one guy was like, he was asking a guy like, so, are you a fister or a fisty? And the guy's like, oh, I'm a fisty. Mm. And so he's like, well, what's the most of your fist? he's like, well, let's see. I've had three fists Jesus. and one foot, like up to the ankle in his ass at one what? time. <laughs> <laughs> three male fists. Yeah. And one foot up to the ankle yeah. in his anus. Hmm. I don't even understand Jesus it. Jesus Christ. I don't yeah. get it. Anyway, wow. on that note, here's yeah. a guy calling in, um, asking about my, my feet. Okay. My toes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Dee. Huh? Uh, show me your toes, Dee. want to see your toes. <laughs> <laughs> Just come on. Give us a little picture of your toes. Huh? Maybe you show us to your toes. Here's some more. Here's some, get the feathers out. <laughs> That'd be real fun. Here she gets the feathers out, and you get your toes out.
2: Oh. What is it in the background? Sound like a child. Yeah. Does that
3: sound like a child? Or like some kind of a bird creature. <laughs> I'm not <really> sure.
0: Back <laughs> can stuck on your toes, and we can have a very, very good time, Dee. Dee, come on. Just go on the Instagram, and put your toes up there.
2: It sounds like a child. It's a child. This guy has a child. Jesus Christ. God. <clears throat> God. My God. You know, man. Yeah. Mm. So his Instagram uh, is mm. Tooties and stuff here. Tooties mm. and stuff. And uh, my most recent picture I posted. He goes. He said, "I'll break him. One day I'll get a tootie shot out of him." He just wants to see my tooties. <laughs> mm. But it's like it's funny because this guy's been posting this for quite a quite some time. Mm. He posting these things. Um, and I often thought, like, I wonder what his voice sounds like. Well, there you go. Mm. That's exactly what I thought his voice would sound like. Mm. Tooties and stuff. Yeah. Will he see my feet? Who knows? I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll snap a picture of my petite feet and, and send it to him.
3: Yeah, I mean, he sounds like a deranged birthday clown.
2: <laughs> yeah, he does.
3: Like, working at a birthday party while he's calling. That's probably what it is, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Children in the background crying. Jesus Christ. And if you look at his page, it's got... Just pictures yeah. of men's feet. Sure, it's vile. You know, that would be Steele's worst nightmare. Steele mm. hates men's feet. Okay, yeah, it's the worst nightmare there. All right. Well, thank well, you. Maybe there, we can hire that clown to go to Steele's birthday. Ooh, yeah. I don't need. i I don't <laughs> know what would happen if Steele. Had to see this guy's collection Golden of Lotus, feet. the foot
3: clown. He'll show up.
2: <laughs> Where have you read about the Golden Lotus? Did you make that up? Or no, is that I, like a real thing? I saw it on a
3: TV show <laughs> once. It's like a guy, it was like an opium den or something. And <laughs> it was, was like some girl couldn't left. pay or something. And it's like, you must give me the Golden
2: Lotus. It was uh. like a Fu Manchu guy asking for it. <laughs> <laughs> who's the guy yeah. from uh, Big Trouble in Little China that famous Chinese guy that's what oh, I'm picturing Shao Kuhn oh no that's Sher Khan Shere... no that's the, <laughs> jungle, that's the book.
3: <laughs> jungle Book Shao no that's more I know know what I'm talking God about. God damn it yeah, yeah I know who I you're talking about yeah mm.
2: anyway that guy uh, next call we have combat. here is uh from a uh, a listener from Tennessee calls mm. in with a story it's a two-parter okay
0: hey guys what's up uh Long-time listener from Tennessee here. Uh, I've been meaning to call in, but I've been like super busy lately, and uh, had a fun case of the sun poisoning. I uh, got drunk and passed out in my driveway, but uh, that's another story.
2: What happens when you get (coughs) sun poisoning? You know, I don't know if I've ever had some. I've Hmm. had sun burn. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, is you talking Mm -hmm. about like a a horrible sunburn? Mm -hmm. Like, what's sun poisoning? I don't even know.
3: Uh, I Well, I think it's like you actually get sick from too much sun or something.
2: Hmm. Wait, hmm. from just overexposure?
3: Yeah, yeah. Beyond the sunburn <laughs> that you get. Hmm. So, hmm. here we go.
0: Anyway, uh, I wanted to call in because I've been meaning to tell this story for a couple of weeks now, but uh, I was listening to the uh, Dr. York episode. I think it was like six, 67
2: or... Who the fuck is he? Dr. York, uh, the Noabians. Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember that? Sure, yeah. I Mm -hmm. I forget which one that was, but it was a few weeks ago.
3: yeah.
0: 677. I can't remember. But uh, Harrison had a...
2: I think I blocked that pedophile out of my mind.
0: (laughs) ...story of a... uh, Basically a reincarnated Zeus, I guess you could say. Uh, He thought he was the Zeus or something but uh he was creeping around sucking on women's toes or something like that
2: right and uh yeah. it rem- so what is tooties and stuff is that guy like a reincarnated gay zeus <laughs> <laughs> wants to mm. see my toes. <laughs> i don't i don't think zeus discriminated oh okay yeah men or yeah. women Either mm-hmm. one. we're non-binary
0: <laughs> i me of a guy at work uh, I'm an automotive painter, so I hear all kinds of bullshit. At the you'd also
3: like the shop. turn into a goose and have sex with a bull, you know, just for yeah. laughs. So,
0: stuff and stuff. well, one day we were slow, and we were all shooting the shit, <clears throat> talking about cars and bikes and favorite beers and fucking and just you know typical dude shit. Well, the question of what's your weirdest fetish or what gets you off. Like, you know, that came up mm. and we all went around the circle or whatever.
2: That's a, that's a da- loaded question to it ask is. your coworkers. Yes, it like, is. That's the thing with my coworkers. I mean, I guess it depends. Like, it sounds like these we take it. Yeah.
3: We've had to watch videos that tell you yeah, not, not to, to say do any that, of that, but
2: nonsense. I mean, in an yeah. automotive painting mm. uh, garage or whatever, mm. I imagine it's a different, you know, rapport you have with your coworkers. Like mine, you're not supposed to say anything like that. It'd be considered mm. sexual harassment, probably. Right. But then not to mention, I kind of don't want to know. Like, would you want to know what your are into? You got to yeah, see these people I, every I'd day. be curious. Yeah, you are curious? Yep. I mean, there are certain <laughs> girls in my work that would like to know this. I'm fascinated by
3: other people's lives.
2: Yeah, I guess maybe it'd be interesting. Not it's everybody, just, but people that are, like,
3: weird, I'm interested
2: but, in. But if you, you know? went and had a beer at, like, Applebee's after work mm. with, with, like, some people, would you bring anything like that up? I'd probably... Sometimes I
3: might be curious and want to, but I try to avoid yeah. it. Yeah,
2: I think I'd have to unless it was like a mm. really good friend of mine. Yeah, that uh, we've established that 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 code of trust or whatever, where it's like they're not going to be freaked out by it. Yeah, but I mean, there's not too many, not too many people in my work I talk about fetishes with. Like, I don't know what the
3: deal is. I don't know if you're not supposed to even like don't ask, don't tell. You know, in terms of any sexual shit at work, or if like. I think you're just not supposed like to say anything. Gay people, it's like that's a big part of their identity. So it's like, are they not supposed to... Be, I, I don't even know what's supposed to happen. Uh, I just leave the whole yeah. subject matter alone. Yeah, that's what
2: I do, so.
0: Yeah, because it was a circle jerk. And uh, one guy was basically like literally fist fighting before they go into like rough sex and shit. And uh, one was basically borderline rape. And uh, a couple of a
3: couple other guys... Where does this guy work?
2: I mean, it's Tennessee, man. Oh, he said auto zone? Didn't <laughs> no, he, he works at like a automotive painting okay, shop. Okay, okay. So it's like he works at some garage mm-hmm. where they, you know, paint cars. And so these guys are probably like all shooting the shit. And he, the one guy's like, Yeah, I like to get in a fist fight. And then we fuck. Okay. And then one's like, yeah, I got rape fantasies. Right. Okay. Uh,
0: we're trannies. Uh, and then the one guy that I, uh, that I'm closest with and hang out with all the time. I had no idea about this one, but he, uh, he gave him some bullshit answer. And then, uh, after everybody walked off, he came up to me and was like, uh, yeah, I kind of, uh, kind of lied about that. I was like, all right, why? He, I, he just said that, uh, his was, uh, he had a foot fetish. So I was like, all right, man, you know, no big deal, whatever. You know, i sucked a few toes, fucking got off on some feet when the ass what I mean whatever gets on, I don't give a shit, you know, and he like uh I was like you just you do you man, no big deal and uh he uh he just seemed really really unsettled and uh didn't like i like like in disbelief or whatever, but uh <clears throat> so I was like we good, you know, because he was obviously. Nervous about it, so he like expecting hesitated for a minute and he spilled it.
2: He goes,
3: and that's it. That's all we. And that's have. it. That <laughs> is.
2: There you go, people. They're no cut more. Out there. No more. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> yeah. We're mm, no, no. moving two. on here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so there's a part two. No.
0: Sorry, uh, I tried to keep it under three minutes, but it's uh not a very short story to tell. But um, anyway, so he uh he tells me about how you know. He's got a foot fetish and, uh, you know, kind of something that's all right, whatever. <clears throat> but he still just seemed like uh, he wasn't cool with it, So, or I wasn't cool with it or something. But uh, he said uh, he finally confessed that it was his sister's feet. Ooh. He said he would sometimes sneak into her room at night and suck on her toes and steal her panties.
3: I mean, I'm in.
2: Wait, he would, he would suck
3: on her toes while
2: she was asleep? Yeah, I think he you can't would do that into his sister's room while she was sleeping, yeah. suck on her toes, and steal her panties. That will wake somebody up if you're sucking on their, I'm sorry.
3: What is, what is this? You know? I don't know. I've, I've seen madness.
2: a lot of uh, stepsister porn. Uh-huh. And usually the girl's just sleeping, and the guy can go in there, take her whole panties off, mm. and start having sex with her. And then maybe she wakes up when she starts to have an orgasm. At least that's what happens. That's problematic. <laughs> you ever watch that? those, those uh, stepsister, sister, po- whatever porn S- that they have? I've seen a few in my yeah. time. So a lot of them will... It's like the girls just I've sleeping. i never seen one like that. Oh, there's a lot of these no. where like the girl's sleeping and the guy just kind of walks in and takes her panties off mm, and starts rubbing yeah. his dick on her. And it's like she's not waking up. Like, come on. Yeah. I know the No,
3: I mean, generally, if like someone comes into her room while we're sleeping... We have a kind of evolutionary sense to wake up because it's you know danger. The yeah, danger. Yeah, I think you. Yeah. Well, I think it
2: depends on that.
3: Yeah, you know how drunk you were when you. A fell cat asleep. is sleeping, and you look at the cat. The cat will wake up and knows you're looking at it. So it's like if you start sucking on a cat's toes, they're gonna wake up. Let me tell <laughs> have you tried that? They're not gonna be happy. <laughs> Personal experience. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, th- but this is like mm. this
2: guy's sister. I wonder how old he was. That's fucking. That's creepy. Twenty-seven. Tennessee.
0: But what the fuck? Like, uh there's not much incest going on over here. Is that incest? Like
3: he didn't need to go into any of that. You know what I mean? No, the guy who's left that started, alone. He he didn't he made up the the, the the clean version of it. It's got to make you wonder, like, when people actually say what their thing is, it's actually a cleaned up version of what their thing actually is. That's a thing. I
2: mean, it's like, this guy did not have to tell his friend. He didn't have to tell the beans about this. They're a
3: vorophile and they like to watch, you know, women being eaten by um, giant worms. What they're not telling you is they're actually into seeing Henry Kissinger get eaten by giant worms.
2: You don't need to reveal that part. You you have to tell me me. about that. Oh yeah. But the thing is with this guy, though, it's not like, I mean, obviously they're older. They probably live alone. It's not like he's still engaging in this type of uh, fetishistic behavior. I don't think so. I mean, maybe not. Maybe he is. If he is now, that's very disturbing. Right.
0: I don't know what to call that. Like, is it if it's just that or do you have to, like, have, like, actual... Penetration of some sort. I, I guess feel the comfortable saying that. But either way, oh, it's
2: it's, yeah.
0: it's fucking weird.
2: Well, uh, what do you guys think? It, but
0: yeah. but um, there's another thing I wanted to ask about. Uh, a while back, there was this guy that was talking about how he was going to OD mm. and commit suicide or whatever on on one of the on the calls. And it was uh, he said he took like uh, I think it was like 18 pills of
2: cyclobenzaprine. And uh, Harrison said he was going to call, uh, call. Yeah, that was the guy who. Um... Is that the uh, the guy that we listen to? is art a school, art school rotundo. rotundo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Call him um, the next day and see if he's all right, or see if he actually did commit suicide. I, uh, I was just wondering if you guys ever did call because.
3: <laughs> no, I didn't. First of all, <laughs> you said I, you were
2: gonna call him.
3: No, I, as if you'd ever do that. Yeah, I know. I think I might have said that. <laughs> but the thing is, is I don't know why. I do remember saying that. I don't remember why, because I was like, that won't kill a baby. Whatever oh, he took, yeah, like. Oh yeah, you were saying that. Yeah. You know. It would maybe put a baby into a light coma.
2: Well, I hope this a isn't day. a spoiler, but he didn't die, and now he goes by a different yeah. name called Art School Rotundo. Yeah, and I played his call the day on the Patreon page. Yeah,
3: he called. Well, he he did call into the show at some point and be like, "I didn't die." Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So no, he didn't. He's he who's he's like. I just woke up, you know, like oh, uh, I felt bad on the floor or whatever, you know. But then so, he said, which is "What I said would happen."
2: Yeah, but he said today that it was yeah. a joke so
3: no he said i'm sorry about this i think he was talking about a different call where he called no, was it? It was a, oh, jo- yeah. i thought it was the same guy but maybe not i don't, not, I don't
2: if, know if that's a joke
3: then i mean you must write oh, for jimmy knows? kimmel because it's not funny <laughs> it's just stupid. well it wasn't right? funny yeah, but at yeah. the same
2: time right. it also didn't like pull our emotional strings here because right. i don't think either one of us would really give yeah. you a call <laughs> no no
0: so i don't think i ever heard him call back in which is uh Kinda of, kinda of funny because it was fucking oh, nice. muscle relaxers. But anyway, uh I'm gonna get off here. Uh Harrison, I was not a big fan of you at first, but uh you've definitely grown on me and you do contribute a lot to the show and I really enjoy it. And uh Wackerly, I, I do I do have a, a, a nice nice spot in my heart for Wackerly because of his uh yeah. Pessimism and sarcasm and shit, but uh you actually you you do offer a lot more to the show than he did, but <laughs> either way, all right. Keep it sleeping.
2: All right, well take nice you yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, this this guy's been listening a long time. He's got too. a nice little twang. Yeah, he's know? got like I'm southern probably, twang yeah. there. But yeah, he's been listening a long time. So I think mm. he's you know, his his comparison between hosts is, is actually worthwhile because he's been listening that long. Sure. Um, mm. yeah I think that's incest mm. if you ask me I mean but my question is did she know about it mm. like did she know about it and the other my other follow up question to you is did you ever bring it up again with your friend like you know rib him about and make fun of him for it or just yeah. did you just leave that alone because you didn't want it to affect your friendship Right. but would you like if if I told you something about that would you bring it up again you probably would no, I
3: generally will like not you just, bring. Yeah. You'd avoid it. I tend to not bring up uncomfortable secrets that people share with me. It's because I a weird am a thing. person that is a magnet for, for some reason, people <laughs> feel like they can tell me things. So generally, I don't use it against them. If people do tell me those things,
2: I guess I don't know. I mean, I this I find guy, it's a
3: really good way to not die.
2: Yeah, you know? probably. I mean, mm. but, but this guy's been friends with this dude for a long time to hang out outside of work. Mm. I wonder would this would this affect your friendship with that dude? If he tells you about his it, like weird incest, masturbatory fantasies he had. It could. It you think about it? Sometimes I can just wash things right out of my mind, you
3: know? So
2: what? Okay, what if she was four at the time? No, that would be a, <laughs> would be a deal breaker. <laughs> I'd be like, all right. Not hanging out with yeah. you anymore. She's four years old.
3: <laughs> no, if somebody is like, something, do something really scummy, especially if it's like somebody's like, has some kind of a um, a virtuous persona, and then I find out they're scummy, like, it's I'm done with that person forever. But no, if they're scummy in that way, regardless of their persona, it's. Yeah, no, that's I just can't too creepy. I wouldn't be able to handle that. Yeah.
2: But then again, I mean, you open the Pandora's mm. box by bringing it up at work. So, yeah, you should, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's insane. Something you should leave alone. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, uh, obnoxious derelicts, mm. uh, this next person we have here. Uh, the Batman villain, good old boner villain, calls in uh, with a, with an interesting phone call. I don't even know how to describe this. He's like, th- this is why you know he uh, did special ops training in the, uh, I don't know, what, what, what was it? Like the, the gumdrop army or whatever he's in? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Isn't that what? Yeah, something like that. Yeah,
2: the Gumdrop Army. The gumdrop Army. That's what. Uh, yeah. Card-carrying
3: member, the Kiss Army.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is where he learned his Special Ops. Yeah. Uh, training.
3: They call me Desert Fox. Special <laughs> Ops. All right. I know I said I wouldn't
0: call anymore, but someone fucked with me. They looked me up. They looked me up. Is so it Batman villain? So here we go. Mm.
2: Who would look up who would look up boner villain? And where are you looking him up? Yeah. Like who cares enough I, to fuck with Villain? I don't like know this? why
3: you would do that. You
2: know? <laughs> it's like I, I really don't care.
3: Like we don't even have to fuck with him and he acts like we do.
2: Yeah. Exactly. You know, so
3: uh, you know, why would you even need to?
2: But you're gonna go to his parents' house, ring the doorbell, and bother boner villain. Yeah, you're
3: gonna drive it's to like, Colorado. Yeah. You know?
2: Just leave Come his on. parents alone, right. let them watch NCIS mm-hmm. in peace. Yeah. Well, he has his sex dungeon. <laughs>
0: You're a little bitch whoever ever me up. So we're gonna start up the zipper.
2: Oh shit! Is so he un- is a zi- lock? pulling a- undoing a zipper? Something with a zipper. Yeah. Jesus.
0: Okay, right. Here's how they work. You take him out. keep them like this. is he taking you take his dick out. around. Do you zip him? Wait, that
3: didn't work. Let's do it two times. Dude. Doors open. Oh, he's got a stupid lock picks.
2: Oh, I thought he had his <laughs> flashlight out or something. I was <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, yeah. boner villain. Hmm. We don't want to hear that.
3: Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I have lock picks too, fucking boner <laughs> villain. You know, sounds like he's playing Nobody with a butterfly hear knife. Me de- yeah, save it for your fucking. <laughs> YouTube tutorial channel, buddy. He's a tactician I army. light. What? Captain Groovy and his yeah. bubblegum army. <laughs> you ever hear that song? No. That's a good song. Who's that by? It's by Captain Groovy we and his, his bubblegum army. <laughs> <laughs> I actually quite like that song. It's pretty good. We should play it a song of the week one these days. Yeah, it's a good song. The
0: Fuck. Came after me and looked me up. Come to my house. I'll put my second long t shirt on. Oh, and your name is James.
3: James? Here we go with James. Here we go again. with James again. Go.
2: again. Yeah. You know, we played, so Boner used, used to call in a lot. He used to call in a lot. He hasn't yeah. called in in a while, but I uh, used to call in a lot. And he always directs his anger towards James, It's like fictional character figment of his imagination. A guy who actually cares enough about Bonerville to go look him up at his parents' house. Right, yeah. You know? But aren't they like buddies too now? They're like unlikely buddy comedy <laughs> road movie <laughs> pals or something. But like yeah. Riggs and uh, Mel Gibson's yeah, character yeah. in uh, Lethal or like Weapon. Or Midnight Run. Oh, Midnight like Run. Midnight yeah, Run. more like Midnight yeah, Run.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. By the way, he didn't think I was real. So... Let's make this really real. Let's
2: Ooh. make it realer than real. Realer than real. Yeah, okay. Here what? He goes with his flashlight again. What? <laughs> Is that a gunshot? He's like a foley artist, this guy. <laughs> what do his parents yeah. do when they hear him shooting guns and fucking mm. with the locks? Like, don't you think his mom gets mad?
3: He probably does. She probably does, yeah. He's Is probably, she... maybe he's, yeah, I don't know.
2: It's like, quit fucking mm. with the locks. Mm. What's his mom, name, Kevin? I'm
3: calling the podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Kevin. What's mm. his name, Kevin or Todd? It's, Ke- it's Kevin. Kevin. It's Kevin. Kevin, quit playing mm. with the locks yeah, again.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Are you messing with the door <laughs> down there? I'm calling the podcast. Mm. Leave me alone. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's like fucking loading his air rifle. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Harrison?
3: Yes. It's you. It's always been you. Is it's you? He said it's me. Yeah, it's no, you. It's you. It's always you, been wait, you. Are you James? I, th- I I think he's doing his like. Grand gesture in a ro- 90s rom com thing for me <laughs> where he drives to the airport. I'm about to get on the plane. He's like, Harrison, it's you. It's always been you. It's always been you, Harrison. The airport and everybody in the airport claps. <laughs> you know, that's what we're dealing with here. This is what we're dealing with
2: here. Okay? Do you think he has like life like plush dolls of us? Like mine probably just riddled with bullets, but yours yeah. is just riddled with cum. Yeah. <laughs> it's just covered in ball mud. I would say it's
3: probably both. <laughs> cum and bullets. Yeah, so. Cum and bullets. Yeah. That would be like, if I were to write a um, detective novel starring Steele, it would be called Cum and <laughs> Bullets.
0: Cum and Bullets. <laughs> oh. By the way, here's the car pick. Just in case I need to get in your car. You get oh, he's got this
2: car pick.
0: With the wafer lock on it. Oh, then I don't
3: know Let me how that works. Ah, yeah. should get that.
2: Do you think he has an Afro pick? <laughs> <laughs> Fluffing out Afro. the little one. The little one. In case you have so to you go undercover in, in a hmm. 70s black exploitation flick. Yeah. And you take this pick right here. You go like that. And this is the pick make a YouTube video because we're not learning anything here (sighs) so this is a practice lock this is
3: a so you can learn how to unlock a car door and how to tie a tie and how to beat the last boss of Sekiro you know (laughs) all in one fucking tutorial video 774
0: so whoever the fuck talked to me
2: this is something about 74. I don't know what okay. that means either. Right. It's yeah. like it's very cryptic with him, you know?
0: You brought me back, and I'm only talking to you. So, James, if you ever come to my house, you're going to end up in my fucking garden, and I'm going to wear a sick-mocking shirt, bitch. And...
3: You, you simply love the raspberries I have growing <laughs> in there. It's
2: always his threat.
3: <laughs> You'll end up in his, his garden. garden? Yeah.
2: What's in his garden? I've got
3: these peppers that are just fantastic, and you can eat them right off the vine. All right. He sounds like that weirdo that, like, shot, that worked at Circuit City and shot that American Idol girl or something. Remember him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He yeah, he, like,
2: went to the. Yeah. She was doing a signing. Yes. And he just shot her in the face. Yes. Yeah. No, this is what he sounds like. Check out my baby heirloom tomatoes. Mm. <laughs> They're special. They're special tomatoes. <laughs> His mom's like, Kevin, get out of my garden. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and quit fucking with the locks. <laughs> get a girlfriend. <laughs> Move out.
3: <laughs> well, thank you, Boner. Wait, he's not done. Oh, he's still going. Yeah, he's still okay, going. Okay, wow. Bunny. You only did that. Oh, guess what? I also have a lawyer,
0: so you're a fucking broken up, not. So
2: I have a lawyer, so you're broken up, not. No, you're broke and I'm not, so he can afford a lawyer. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I see. Fucking James, you get letters Michael in the mail. Avenatti.
3: You get a subpoena. You're gonna have to go to court. So, bitch. I'll see you in court. Bitch. Don't be a donkey. Call <laughs> Michael Avenatti.
2: <laughs> bitch. Mm. I'll see you in court. For what? Though, you know. I don't know. Yeah. Crushing the spinach and the- Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The baby carrots that grow in the garden. You stepped on a bed of romaine lettuce. My garden. I'm gonna sue you for stomping on my garden. Yeah. Wow. You know, if your mom finds out about you shooting guns in the house, you're gonna be grounded again, Kevin. Yeah. Boner villain. Hmm. You'll lose your podcast privileges. Oh, man. Well there you
3: go. Um, yeah, he won't get him. he won't be able to listen to us or Mark Maron. you yeah. think he also calls to Mark Maron <laughs> I'm going to kill you, Mark Maron. You say, you're always saying that you get it. No, I think so. You
2: get it, but do you? I think Mark Maron owns too mm. many homes. Yeah, I'll <laughs> Break like... it into your garage now. Right. Mm. Anyway, thank you there, uh, Boner Villain, uh, Tow Guy, and the Tennessee Dude. Yeah. Um, people can call the Sicker Wrong Hotline three two three five two two four zero three two. Best way to support the show is by becoming a Sicker Wrong Patron, and we appreciate everybody who's signed up. Yeah, we've on been getting
3: um, like more patrons. We have recently month, you know, actually like a few
2: more every month. And the thing is mm-hmm. with the Patreon page, a lot—I know a lot of people are like, why, "Why don't you guys do two podcasts?" We're not going to do two podcasts. We have, yeah, yeah. we have jobs. Yeah, yeah like yeah. we could if we didn't have jobs, yeah. but we have to live in an expensive city, so that's why we have jobs. However, if you think about it, the Patreon page—if you subscribe, you know, five bucks—that's all it is. You kinda get access to enough content where it's like you a separate a podcast. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. It's probably it's like at least an hour show.
3: a week at the least. You know? At least an hour generally. with
2: outtakes and everything. At yeah, least yeah. an hour a week. Yeah. But I mean at this point we've been doing it for yeah. what, year and a half? Right. It's a lot of content. And it allows that.
3: me that you know, the, the money we get allows me to do weird stuff like uh twitching and then putting,
2: you know, those videos. Do you up put your and, Twitch
3: videos up? Uh usually if they're Well, you started twitching you know, it recently, right? Yeah, I stopped for a while and then I started doing it again recently. It became an epileptic again. S&M game or something.
2: <laughs> What's the S&M it's game? It's called Cinderella Escape 2. Revenge!
3: And it's like a weird <laughs> anime game where you're like a chick who's in like shackles who's walking around fighting dominatrixes and butlers. It actually sounds kind of cool. Yeah. And hmm. it was like I was trying to save up enough money to buy her a ball gag, but um, it was hard. I kept dying. <laughs> I got killed by some guy named Joseph or something. I don't even know what was going on in that game. It was a nightmare. So wait,
2: did you... Uh, uh, put the whole episode up on the Patreon page. I put. I, I um. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll have to check that out. I did. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. The Patreon. I have page... all these
3: weird games on my Steam account that I've never played. Like that one was one. So I'm going to try playing them and you know streaming it.
2: That's yeah. kind of cool yeah. it's not. I mean, that's the thing. It's not a popular yeah. game. You don't have to, right. like a million Twitch cha- Twitch feeds. You know, streaming yep. that. Yeah. So there you go. The Patreon exclusive content. Uh, not to mention we You know, we do uh, a lot of phone calls we get here on the show. I know a lot of people call in. We can't play all our calls here on the show. We just don't have enough time. So a lot of the overflow we play on the Patreon page. Um we had a whole session on Jew jokes. Some uh some guy with a horrible voice. Yeah. And um, very uh provoking voice there. He called in uh with a number of Jews jokes. Jeff Beauregard Yeah, it was, session yeah, it was Jeff Sessions yeah. that called in <laughs> yeah. uh with some uh, Jew jokes, very offensive. So anyway, just go to patreon.com slash sick and wrong, sign up today. Uh you know what we got a message from the Patreon uh uh well, the site, we're saying that the oh, yeah. RSS feed, some people are having issues with, uh, they recommend unsubscribing and then resubscribing with the link on your page or to try a different podcast app yes. to uh, access the RSS feed. But apparently, it's a known bug and they're fixing it. So, uh, go a check it out. A known bug. Patreon.com and wrong. Finally, here Sick and Wrong song of the week. A couple of people died uh, recently. Peter Mayhew. You know, the actor that played Chewbacca. Oh, yeah, that guy. Do you know he is seven foot two? I did not know that. Yeah, seven foot two. Mm. Apparently he had mobility issues and in 2018. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, spinal surgery.
3: Yeah, if you're that tall, you got some fucked up shit happening to you. you
2: Wasn't he kind of pervy, too? I don't know. I've never heard of him. I thought I heard he was pervy. Like, he has, like, uh, what's her name? Princess Leia for, like, some nudie shots or something. Oh. Which, I mean, why not give the giant... You know, I think they did shots. that. It was called Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that should have been enough. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Peter Mayhew died uh, at the age of 74. And then also, Boys in the Hood director John Singleton died. Mm. And he was like uh, only 51, actually. Um, Look, you t- come talking that way. I'm going to pull your car, buddy.
3: Yeah.
2: All right. <laughs> well, uh, Singleton uh, died of a stroke, which is kind of odd that a few people, like, uh, what's it, Luke Perry? Yeah. He died of a stroke yeah. recently. Um, but I guess uh, Singleton suffered from hypertension for years, and that's probably what triggered the stroke. A lot stroke. of black men do hypertension. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah? yeah, I know that. Stress. It's a lot of stress. A lot of stress going yeah. on there. I mean,
3: because you, getting, you know, cops are going to shoot you. Yeah. Lot, well, how stressed you out could
2: this guy be? I mean, is he a rich Hollywood guy? Actually, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. But but hey, it man. is
3: a it's a thing uh, you know in general among that demographic.
2: So John Singleton's mother here, Sheila Ward, mm. filed her son's last will and testament. And apparently, his 26-year-old daughter, his oldest child, Justice Singleton, gets everything. Mm. $3.8 million and the entire estate. Well, instead of who? His wife? Well, he has six other children. Oh, so, but what? he, Yeah, he wrote the will in 93 when mm. he only had one child. He gave it all to... Uh, to oh. the, the oldest daughter oh but
3: that they have a the other ones have a great court case though well that's what that's yeah. what they're saying like yeah.
2: under california law they can make yeah. a strong case oh, that yeah. the estate should be divided into seven parts definitely what yeah. you
3: do to I, I don't know why i know this but what you can do to <clears throat> get somebody to not try to sue you for inheritance is you give them you give them five thousand dollars you say here's your inheritance and if they take the money then they can't sue for more Oh, you really? Know? So yeah, if, yeah, if
2: you yeah. didn't, but I mean, yeah. obviously these kids know their father's worth yeah, more yeah, than yeah. that. Yeah, so yeah, you're not going to yeah, do that. But. but apparently the mother who uh, was the executor of the will has been in like a, an ongoing battle with one of John's daughters, Cleopatra. Mm. Um, even while they, while he lay in a coma after a stroke, mm. uh, she tried to like become the executor of the will because mm. she was claiming that Sheila was fleecing the estate to deny the children money. Oh my God. Yeah. That's her grandmother. And that guy directed up We were looking into this earlier. He directed a fucking shit ton of movies. Yeah, you know, that's the thing I was yeah. like thinking about. Like, what movies did this guy do? Yeah. But he's done a lot. He, he did Boys lie. in the Hood. Yeah. He did uh, Poetic Justice. He did Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah. He did. Um,
3: that's where the money was.
2: Too yeah, he did a lot of money. Oh, yeah. He did a few other movies too yeah. that you'd know. Higher Learning. You remember right. that one? Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he did a lot of movies, mm. especially at the time. So, anyway. Um, how about we dedicate this song here to John Singleton, rest in peace, and Peter Mayhew, rest in peace. I don't know if Peter Mayhew ever had to survive in South Central, but John Singleton probably did. Mm, yeah. uh, but the song here is How to Survive in South Central uh, by Ice Cube. So uh, there you go. That's I love it when John you call Singleton. me
3: Chewbacca.
2: we <laughs> yeah. will be back next week with episode uh, 686. Till then, take it easy. And now... The wondrous world
1: of... (laughs) Hey, come to Los Angeles. (laughs) You and your family can have peace (laughs) and tranquility. Enjoy the (laughs) refinement. Hello, my name is Elaine. And I'll be your tour guide through South Central Los Angeles. How to survive in South Central. A place where busting the gap is fundamental. No, you can't find this shit in a handbook. Take a close look at a rap crook. Rule number one. Of a gun, a nine in your ass, a piece of fine. Keep it in your glove, compartment, because jackers, oh, they love to start shit. Yeah. Now, if you're white, you can trust the police. But if you're black, they ain't nothing but beef. Watch out for the kill. Don't make a false move and keep your hands on the steering wheel. And don't get smart, answer all questions. And that's your first lesson on staying alive in South Central, yeah. That's how you survive. Hi, Taking your thing, Have you witnessed the
2: drive by Make sure you have your camcorder ready to witness the extra extracurricular activities on Black Spy the Blake. So you and your family can enjoy this tape over and over again.
1: Rule number two: don't trust nobody, especially a bitch with a hook in Cause it ain't nothing but a trap and females. Get you jacked and get your to getting them, You'll wind up dead just to be safe don't wear no blue wear cause most niggas get got gotcha. And neither LA Compton or Watts pissed off black human beings so I think you better skip the sightseeing. and if you're nothing but a mark make sure that you're in before dark but if you need some affection mate make sure the bitch ain't a section 8 cause if so that's a monkey rich host. and you won't survive in South State bro. now you realize it's not always cracked
0: up to be you realize Fucked up, ain't nothing like the shit you saw on TV Palm trees and palm bitches So I advise you to pack your shit and get the fuck on, on you motherfuckers
1: yeah. Yeah. you hear your ass straight smoke Yo, I'ma stay with such DJ, Chilly Cheer Surf G Hey yo, you, these motherfuckers don't know what time it is So show these motherfuckers what's happening Tell these motherfuckers Don't fuck around and stop bitch God damn it. Rule number three. Don't get caught up. Cause niggas aren't doing anything that's thought up. And they gotta fight. On everything from dope to stolen merchandise. We discern. Cause I'm Central L.A. It's one big turn. Wait for a brother like you to catch a disease And start slanging keys doing undercover with a wrong brother And they'll smother an out-of-town motherfucker So don't take your life for granted Cause it's the craziest place on the planet And L.A. heroes don't fly through the sky stars They live behind bars So everybody's doing a little dirt And it's the youngsters putting in the most work So be alert, stay calm as you enter the concrete Vietnam You say, the strong survive. Shit, the strong even die in South Central Now yeah, you bitches Think I forgot about your ass, trap-ass hoe You better watch out now. And for you so-called brawler-ass niggas You know what time it is ain't finished right, no joke You better keep your gat all behind you, motherfucker You better keep one in the chain with nine in the clip, like damn You and your show get got just like that Whoa. Ain't no joke, motherfucker I'm to see the shout of to e The engineer
0: this is los angeles yeah this is him speaking yeah if you call me again i'll break your neck